Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday, first day of summer, and that means uh, a little later on we'll be talking about road trips. We will pick a part of the country and figure out how to do a road trip, specifically aimed at Mr. Chris Stanley, who has never been on a real road trip. No, I mean, you I've, stop, you hit places, you join the locals. I've been on long destination drives, but never right. just hanging out like, hey, this looks cool, let's just stop here. See, here's my theory. The long destination drive, you tie it in with a road trip, and it suddenly becomes a, uh, you know, it suddenly becomes this memory thing that you have for the rest of your life. If you don't do that, if you just do the 20 straight hours, then you have hate. In your heart. Uh, lots of soccer uh, still going on today uh, in uh, the World Cup, my balls, and uh, Sunday, uh, USA plays. I have a good feeling about this. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't say another word. Seriously, that annoys so much that you would stick, stink your jinx all over the U.S.'s hopes. Uh, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, yesterday, Fez and I were in a big meeting with the uh, with the bosses, with the head cheeses around here. And um, stuff was coming up about Fez's special surgery, which you still don't have a date on, right? No, you don't have a date. And I was doing all the jokes of, if... Fez doesn't come out of this, or if Fez doesn't survive, right? Now, you guys are laughing. Even Fez is laughing. They looked at me so appalled <laughs> to a person. I was going to say to a man, you know, but to a person because Michelle was there. And then they would do that thing where they glance over at Fez like, is he okay? And I'm like, what kind of people are they who can't sit around and joke about their friend not coming out of surgery? How else are you going to deal with it? Being serious? Of course not. So his spinal column fills up with blood. He never, whatever. It's fine. So I even did the thing of, you know, Fez, what do are, what are the doctors say your chances are coming out of this? Hoping that he would go with me and then I was going to slap fat cash down and go, I'll take those odds. It's, uh, it's as old as people's grandfathers, right? So I go, Fez, and this is after all the weirdness. Fez, what do you think your chances are coming out of this? They say 100%. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's the chemistry that's made us famous from coast to coast. 
But they are completely concerned and completely worried. And oddly enough, C. Fez is being the backbone of this team. He's Joe Montana in their eyes. He's throwing it up every day. Yeah. Even with that bum arm. Yeah, nothing bothers. Nothing happens. Veins filled with ice. Or blood. That well, too. whatever. The important thing is, he sent out a video today of what it's going to look like. Have you watched it yet, Fez? No, I haven't watched. I haven't had the nerve to look at it. I get it. Nerve, right? Because the exposed nerve? Yeah. Do you crushed. think you will look at it? Eventually. I, I think I'll look at it maybe like two minutes at a time, as much as I can take in, make a note, and then go back to it. What, what do you hope to get out of watching what's going to happen to you? If it looks like really routine, if it mm. looks like the surgeon's not really nervous doing this well, video. They're never, they're never nervous. You know what I mean? They're like fighter pilots. They could be losing you, and they're not going to start crying. They're going to go with it. But I would suggest maybe looking at it after. Oh, after the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not completely sure if you... I mean, if you decide it, there's no other way that, than the surgery, right? Right. I'd look at it after. If you want to sleep between then and now. I looked at it. How bad? How bad? It's a horror show. Yeah. And it's all from bad posture. God damn. See, I, when, they, when the surgeon gave me the link to the video, I thought it was going to be an animation of like, here's how we'll do it. Here's like structurally, here's how we'll do it. I didn't realize it was actual surgery. Mm. Like one of, one of those Taiwanese videos whenever you like a news well, story I, happens. I was wondering if he thought he was going to have cartoon surgery. <laughs> On my accordion neck. Um, hey, Rocco, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Ronnie B, how's it going? Hey, man? buddy. I'm... Driving from New Jersey, I picked up my life. I'm moving out to Colorado, and I'm stopping in Kansas City, Missouri. I need to know. Is this all about weed? Uh, not all about it. Yeah. I but wonder I what the influx into Colorado is going to be since this weed thing. I've heard nothing but just like huge amounts because it's now just like in the Amsterdam of America where people just go there and there's weed tours, there's weed farmers markets. It's just a whole giant industry. Yeah, why wouldn't you move there if you were a 19 year old stoner? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't think like a lot of assets are going to move in, but I think a lot of runaways. Yeah, you know why? Because now they have my buddy just went out there for a wedding. They have bud tenders. So you're just a young kid. You go out there, get a job being a bud tender. Start bud tending. And just work at a, you know, a goddamn grow house. It's a new gold rush. Yeah. Acapulco so gold rush, man. Are <laughs> uh, you going to Kansas City? I am. I, I should be there at about 6 o'clock tonight. I got to tell you this about Kansas City. They got some crazy little women there. You got to get oh, your yeah. one. Hi, Rocco. We'll look into it a little bit, but we don't know exactly where we're going to be uh, picking for our road trip. Uh, that comes up in, uh, we'll probably do it within 10, 15 minutes. we got to take care of a little business around here first. I know Fle Fez wants to be a plug king today. You're telling me you got all kinds of plugs? Plenty of plugs today. Why are you plugging so much? Uh, there's just plenty going on. Like, uh, we have a winner from the last Comic Standing live chat last night. Uh, if you go to the iBang, 
All ten finalists are listed up there. Great recap of last night's show. And it tells you everything you need to know going into the top ten finalists next week. Next week, they start their challenges where it's sketch comedy is what? the first uh, challenge up. Um, and who's the winner, Fess? The winner is... That's your, life. That's your plug. Yep, the winner is Vic Roy. Vic Roy is the winner and picks up Wanda Sykes' signed DVD, I'm a Be Me. All right, all right, all right. That's a very short thing there, too. The all right, all right goes out really fast. We'll have to get a few more all rights in there. Can't speak. Chanting, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, all the time, forever. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But maybe if you had a little music to yeah. take us out, you throw a little music into it. Also, if you missed the show yesterday, you missed the halls. And to see that again, you can go on Instagram.com. And also, if you want to hear the segment, the On Demand app, that's up there right now. All right, so we're just plug-kinging right now. It goes from Fez doing his plug into you doing two plugs. You know, get them in one. Why? They're both connected. It's Ron and Fez SXM at Instagram.com. Make sure to regram the halls, catch up on everything that's gone on with Vito and Norice during their internship. But aren't they already going over to look at the thing that Fez just sent them to? They got plenty to look at. I understand, but, but don't you want to do it one at a time? After, right after you check out The Last Comic Standing, then head over to the hall that's all on the iBang as well. So it's Instagram.com slash Ron and Fez SXM, not Ron and Fez SXM at Instagram. No, that's, uh, if you have an Instagram account, it's Ron and Fez SXM on the Instagram. And that's the end of your plug? Plug out. Okay, there you go. So we're giving him, like, Fez is not only the plug king, I got a, pl- uh, got a plug prince now, too, Chris? He's the prince of plugs. That's a good thing for you, as the one-time executive producer. Or uh, just I worry about the prince of plugs. Well, we all signed each, each other this morning things to plug, so that... Well, what's your plug, Chris? Well, well, I was, I'm plugging today is there's a new podcast you absolutely have to listen to, Legion of Skanks. That's Big J's podcast. You know what? I saw that up yesterday, and uh, people love that Legion of Skanks. They love the Big J. Yeah, it's Big J. It's Louis J. Gomez and Dave Smith. And that's no, on, we don't know Dave Smith, right? No, Dave Smith hasn't been on the show. What's his story with Dave Smith? What's his? Uh, why is he in hiding? <laughs> he's a he's friends with Big J and uh, Louis J. Okay, I'm friends with both those guys. How come I'm not on Legion of Skanks? And he's a big uh, libertarian, from everything I hear. Aren't most of the guys that you run into these days big libertarians? It's the end thing to be. Yeah, well, you don't want to pay taxes, and everyone acts like if you just went from like bar conversations. You would say, well, the libertarians are gigantic. Then every presidential election, they get three quarters of one percent of a vote. It's the same thing that goes on with like Ron Paul, where Ron Paul is just the, the master of the internet, but nothing ever happens for the guy in real life. But he life. never gives up the Republican thing. No, he doesn't. No, he he refuses to. A lot of good it's done. It's all. Yeah. All right. So uh, Big J's podcast is up there. Fez, what's your plug now? 
Oh, uh, my plug was that um, uh, we have, the filtered excellence is on the interrobang.com. Great. Uh, Shelby, what's your plug now? Make sure you check out Giannis Papas. Perfect. Uh, what is yours, uh, Hicks? Our buddy Mikey D's playing in the Old Prague Tavern tomorrow in Astoria, Queens with the band Tangerine. You could have left that one out. What's your plug, Fess? Uh, a new to-do list up on the Interrobang. Shelby? Again, with Giannis Papas. No, you're not going to get again. you got to go forward. Well, he's on Comedy Central tonight at Oh, 12. my God. That motherfucker. That motherfucker. I mean, for the headlines, also up today on the iBang. They're all up there, then. Yeah. Where Fezzy? is Pro Fancy? Fezzy, what do you got? Um, uh, listen to the show On Demand. Always go to On Demand at SiriusXM.com. Chris, and what the- about you? Chris Cathard, also on Comedy Central. He's going to be leading in the Giannis Papas. Uh, Fez, what do you have? Um... Be sure to live chat with us next Thursday. Chris, what do you have? New director of the halls next week, premiering on Thursday at Ron Fez SXM. Fez? Uh, every Thursday, it's Living Like Tito's. It's a summer. What, what do you got, Chris? The 2776 Music Comedy Mega Albums coming. It'll be available Fez, to stream June 24th. Um, the, the new sponsor uh, that Chris got for us, uh, Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. And There's a Wyndham waiting. Chris, what do you have? Next week, Ron Funches' Comedy Central F Hour starts. The um, Joan Rivers Unmasked coming up June Chris. 30th. Damian Lemon's Comedy Central F Hour. Week after that. Another Unmasked going to be announced very soon on the Ron and Fez show. What's that going to be? Uh, next week sometime. No, what is it going to be? Well, who's the artist? Oh, I don't want to announce yet. Well, how's this a plug if we're not announcing yet? It's a teaser plug. Oh, Grace? It's a pleaser. Teaser plug! Grace, it's a teaser. Uh, we're Italy uh, World Cup up. Uh, they uh, they won their first game, right? Yeah, they won. And uh, now England is England shit the bed yesterday. They need Italy to win twice, win their last two games to get back in. I always laugh at people who say they need stuff to happen. They need other teams to do <laughs> stuff. Look, you lose your first two games. Uh, why are you even there? <laughs> you picked Spain, and you destroyed them. And now you started sniffing your jinx face around my fucking USA team. I just had a feeling, that's all. That's all I wanted to bring up. That uh, Mikey D thing's in the story. Are you going? Uh, I would, but I'll be out of town this week, and I'm going to a wedding. But yeah, it's at the old Prague Tavern in the story. What wedding are you going to? A friend of my girlfriend's. Or no, family member of my girlfriend's. Where are you going? Boston. Now, if I would have known that, I would have tied in in a complete New England tour for you. That would have been the perfect, perfect fucking setup for this bit. Um, I only wish I knew, Chris. We would have been all over this for you. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. It's a, uh, it's a big Friday. In the summer, today's actually the first day of summer. First day of summer. Uh, and I guess, what do we start, like 1 o'clock with that? They just don't start in the morning that it's summer? Right, yeah, you have, to, yeah, 1 p.m., our time, Eastern time. 1 p.m., our time, Eastern time. Um, so we kick that off 
as all part of our summer road trip. Summer road trips. Hey, Jason, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Pierce Morgan has vowed if the United States does better than England, he's never coming back to America. So all i got to say is go USA. All right, say this again. What? Ah, shit. I fucked up. No idea what the fuck you're talking about. Um. All right, let's uh, let's jump into this. It's time for Ron and Fez's summer road trip. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. I saw Patagon, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road again. Nothing, nothing like a summer road trip. Uh, for me, it's the most perfect way to spend a summer vacation. Winter vacations, yeah. Try to get south, jump in a plane, uh, head somewhere where there's beaches, uh and just a big hotel and a pool bar. But I really think in the summer, you want to find yourself out on the open road, particularly uh, if you have kids. Because with kids, you'll have the kind of nightmare experience that will stay with all of you for the rest of your life. You're yelling in the back seat, uh, you're blaming them on things, And they remember you as a lunatic who, for some reason, um, decided to put the whole family together like this. All right, so today's road trip, today's road trip uh, is going to be the Carolinas. Uh, This time of year, incredibly beautiful, incredibly great food. If you're in the Carolinas, give us a call. If you've been to the Carolinas, you vacation there, give us a call. It's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. I saw Patagon, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road again. Now, Fez Watley, ever spent any time in the Carolinas? Uh, no. Then you've missed NASCAR Hall of Fame. Never been there. And the hometown of Krispy Kreme. The hometown of Krispy Kreme, as well as phenomenal 
phenomenal places to uh, go and have barbecue. All right, so it's going to be 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you're going to do the Carolinas, what are we looking for? I know that the vinegar-based pork barbecue is very, very big, but I can't imagine not going to the Carolinas and thinking seafood the whole time. Um and I also uh, am big into Americana-type stuff. So, you know, have you ever seen that famous thing when uh, the guy's walking through that big mouth of a shark to get into the building? That's the kind of shit I'm always looking for. Hey, Richard, Richard in St. Louis, if we're going to road trip, what do we want to do? All right, Ronnie, I had two weekends free in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. The first weekend I rented a car. Went up into Asheville, North Carolina, and Love drove Asheville. along the the Blue Ridge, the Blue Ridge Parkway there. Stopped every couple hours, just checking out the sights along the the Blue Ridge Parkway. It was incredible. The, the you know what you came up with a really great point. The Blue Ridge Parkway is one of my favorite drives too. There is just something. It's like stunningly beautiful, but it's also like fairly sleepy. Like you don't feel rushed there at all. Oh, no, I stopped. About every hour, they have, like, a, a scenic point where you can just stop and take... I mean, it, it, I, I stopped at every single one of them. It was incredible. Uh, so then, the next weekend I had off, I went down to Charleston, and uh, you got to check out the beach when you're down there, but they got shrimp and grits in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. It's one of the best meals I've ever had. I love shrimp and grits in the Carolinas. Well, see, that's the thing that you brought up about the Carolinas. You are looking... Uh, at two of the best things that you have. You have mountains, so you can seriously drive the mountains, but at the same time, you can be heading over to the coastline, which is stunningly beautiful, and you feel like you're in two completely different vacations. Um, where did you find, where did you hang out in Charleston? Uh, um, I went uh, down in downtown Charleston. It's just really cool. It's like kind of like a kind of like going to Savannah. The the buildings there are just great. You walk around, uh, lots of good seafood. And then um, I'm, I'm I can't remember the name of the beach now, but it's about 15 miles from downtown um, Charleston, where you can just be on the beach. Um, you know, it's it's just an incredible beach. So if you if you had to pick on this uh, trip, uh, are you thinking mountains or beach lines? If you could only do one, if you could only do one, yeah. Um, I've been to the beach so many times. I think I think the mountains, the Blue Ridge Parkway, is just breathtaking. Um, and and Asheville, got, Chris would love Asheville. The the music there is incredible. It's the vibe is perfect for Chris Stanley to go to Asheville. There really is. Uh, Asheville is, yeah, it's like a little hipster haven now, and they put on big shows in the summer, and it's a gorgeous little town, but at the same time, it seems to be uh, attracting the kind of fun people. All right, thanks, man. Uh, Patrick, Patrick, you're on the run of Fez. If you're road tripping through the Carolinas, where you want to go? Uh, I'll go to Highlands, North Carolina. It's in western North Carolina in the mountains, like you were just mentioning. Lake Toxaway is up there. It's a really beautiful area. There's a lot of fishing, tons of waterfalls. It's, it's just stunning up there. 
Uh, if, if I could find a job in that area, I'd move in a heartbeat. It's now, beautiful. Now, um, what do you do for food when you're there? I'm looking at the pictures right now. It is a gorgeous. I, I love running water, by the way. Falls, I don't know what it is about that, but I can hang around Falls forever. Yeah, there's hundreds of waterfalls in that area. And, and Highlands is actually near a large like country club area. So there's actually some nice restaurants and stuff up there in the country club. Um, there's a lot of, you know, craft shops and antique shops and ice cream stores and, and, you know, independently owned businesses in Highlands that are really nice. But there is some good food up there. Some barbecue in the area, too. All right. I'm going to start needing some specific names. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If we're in that area, what are restaurants that we have to hit? It is summer road trip with Ron and Fez. And what a perfect way to do it on the first day of summer. Uh, Chris, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I live in uh, New Hampshire now, but uh, I went to college in Greenville, North Carolina, which is about an hour and a half from the Outer Banks. And uh, you take road trips up to the Outer Banks and go to Kill Devil Hills, where uh, the first in flight, the Wright Brothers, started. Um, great seafood wherever you go, really. And... Uh, you know, the dunes are beautiful, the sand dunes. I've know, always heard from people, though, that um, the Outer Banks are not really known for their food. Well, you know, they got a lot of, you know, it's ports. There's ports in there, and they, they bring in tons of tons of seafood. All right. Um, obviously, my, my favorite was the, uh, you know, the vinegar-based barbecue with the coleslaw and the, uh, and the fritters. And, uh, you know, it just couldn't, couldn't beat it. Uh, there's a place called Nashville. North Carolina, right. that's between Greenville and Raleigh, that uh, George's Sauce, you can order it on uh, online, and uh, they send you their their special mix of the vinegar with the red peppers already in it, really hot and spicy if you want it, or you can do it without the red peppers. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I can't get good barbecue in New Hampshire, obviously, so I just order the stuff... Uh, from Nashville, North Carolina, Georgia's, and uh, make it up myself. All right, man. Thanks a lot for calling. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Bob, Bob, you're on the Ron and Fez show. How you doing, buddy? We're talking about the Carolinas. On our road trip. Did, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm doing great. Uh, I used to live in Boone, North Carolina. Uh, know, which, yeah, it's got some of that Asheville feel. It's a little bit more mountainous. And it's got some of the best restaurants for a small town and great coffee also. Give me a great uh, restaurant for when I'm in Boone. Uh, the Gamekeep Restaurant, which is just outside in Banner Elk. Yeah. Um, and that's all, uh, well, game types of uh, meals. So you're getting like boar, uh, snake, stuff like that. Um, there's also Twigs, which is in uh, Blowing Rock. And all around Blowing Rock, there's a lot of really great restaurants, too. And in Louisiana Purchase, which is right outside of there as well, and that's uh, Cajun food. So to you, if you only have one spot to pick down there, it's going to be Boone. 
Oh, absolutely. All right, peace. Uh, Here is uh, Sam. Sam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I lived in the Carolinas all my life. Where where do you want to go? Tell me and I'll I'll give you a Well, what I'm looking for is a great road trip. Let's figure you got a week to cruise around the Carolinas, right? You're in no yep. real hurry. What are some like really fun little stops to make, either for couples? All right. so on on, yeah. high, on 95, yeah. it's, it's Americana at its best. It's uh, south of the border. There, there's billboards for miles. I've been there many it. times. It's one of the weirdest places in the world. It is. It, yeah. You go up into it. You can go up into a giant sombrero. I mean, big in the fifties when you know travel lodges that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, it's a little bit old now, but uh, it's still worth a stop. But you uh, know, there's something really stop. funny about the places once they get older too. You know what I mean? Because you can see that. The, that type of marketing doesn't really exist anymore, you know, and it makes you like it somehow. Yeah, the billboard says "Chili today, hot tamale." Yeah, everybody knows <laughs> that who's ever taken uh, I ninety five. Um, let's go over here to uh, oh, our buddy Bobby the Champ. What's up, guys? Hey. I just got back from Charleston uh, earlier in the year. What a great town. A um, couple things I really, really liked were uh, Husk or the Bar at Husk, um, which is like a cool, you know, high-end restaurant in like a great little plantation building. Butcher and the Bee for sandwiches. And it's right next door to a distillery, the High uh, high Wire Distillery. It's good for Chris Stanley. You could, you know, free tastings. Um, Hominy Grill, great for breakfast. Fig was an amazing restaurant. Macintosh for brunch. And my absolute favorite, Martha Lou's Kitchen, which was off the beaten path. It's fried chicken made by an old grandmother. Uh, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, greens, the whole nine yards. I Martha lost Lou's my uh, computer guy here to be looking this up as we're going along. Uh, but what was the name of the last one? Martha Lou's Kitchen. Martha Lou's Kitchen. And with that... Uh, it's a fried chicken joint, right? It's 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 just soul food. It's it, it has so much soul. It's it, the be- it was the best meal I've had in Charleston. I had some great meals there. Um, soul food down home. That sounds absolutely perfect. All right, I'm looking it up now. Uh, highest recommendation from RoadFood.com. Uh, Bold flavored, exciting. All right, this seems to be, this is exactly what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff that will make a vacation for you because if you, if it's you and your chick or you and your kids, and I kid you not about this, 25 years from now, you'll be going, remember when we, st- we were so hungry and we, just, dad just got pushing and pushing and then we went to that soul food place and it was amazing. That you'll remember for the rest of your life. If you pull over at some okay place, it's just another meal. But this is one of those things that becomes an absolute family memory. All right, Bobby the Champ, right on top of it today. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's talk to somebody from North Carolina. Here's Macon. Macon, how you doing, buddy? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, uh, yeah man, I'd say... Best best bet is to start off in Asheville. Uh, there's all kinds of great natural sliding rocks around here where you can go, like, do a summer road trip, hit the water, and, like, like slide in some nice, like, cold rivers. 
And then coming to Asheville and hit up uh, the Admiral, which is really well known for its food, as well as uh, Tupelo Honey and Early Girl. Those are really good, like, southern breakfast places. Right. But 12, 12 Bones has a really, really, really awesome barbecue. They do a blueberry chipotle rib that's just, like, amazing. And they do everything fresh every day, and it's all North Carolina barbecue. And then just head, and then just, uh, head to the coast and uh, hit up Durham and Raleigh and those areas and trash it up with a bunch of call with a bunch of like college town folks and then uh, end up in Wilmington on the coast. That's uh that's the best road trip that I've done in North Carolina, I'd say. And even though you live there, you still love the road trip around the area. Yeah, well, I mean those are, those are that's what I did like younger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, uh and definitely like uh, those are great and I got a I there's also gambling like there's a there's like an Indian casino tucked away near North Carolina near Asheville so you can do that too if you feel like doing that. So it's pretty much all the things Chris could want, beer and weed and food and all kinds of good stuff. All right, thanks, dude. Here's uh, Chris in South Carolina. Chris in South Carolina. How are you? Good, man. Uh, there's a great place uh, right off of Hilton Head, South Carolina, a really unique bar called Marshside Mamas. It's on an island called the Fusky Island. And uh, everybody, drop a tip to Hilton Head between Hilton Head and Savannah, Georgia, and everybody goes there and takes their boats over. Um Pull right in. It's a great bar right there on the river, and it's uh, there's no construction or built-up stuff around it. You wouldn't even realize why this bar is there, and it's really a great spot. And it's called Marsh Side Mamas. Marsh Side Mamas. We're looking it up right now, and this sounds like again exactly the type of thing that we're talking about. Some place exactly. that you can get hang out with the locals. And just have a great time. All right, thanks, man. Uh, hey, there's a great, John. There's a great movie about that island and the Fusky. You should check it out. What, what's the name of the movie? Um, the river uh, runs through it. A river runs through it is in Montana. No, what the hell am I talking about? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> uh, John in Greensboro. Yeah, hey. hey. Uh, listen, I was talking about uh, the coast. You can fly into Wilmington, North Carolina, and drive about... 30, 45 minutes down to Southport, North Carolina. Great restaurants there. Uh, provisions and company. You can look that up on the uh, internet. Really cool. Great seafood place. And it's right there on the water. And then you can take a ferry over to Baldhead Island where there's no cars. You ride around in golf carts and it's a real quiet, family type atmosphere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very, very neat place. Um, lots of, uh, Lots of uh, wilderness, if you will, and a lot of gators and things like that. It's pretty neat. All right. I love this idea. And, you know, John came up with a great point. If you, When you live somewhere else in the country, let's say you live in Chicago or San Francisco, take the flight, rent the car, and you can drop the, you know, you can start your, your uh, I do this all the time, you rent at one place, drive 500 miles or so, so and leave from a different airport, and you're just dropping off. So you get out of the driving, you know, the hard driving, and you just find yourself in fun driving. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Loving the way people are coming through today for Ron and Fez's summer road trip. Here's Aaron in North Carolina. Hey, Ron. Um, yeah. Just to start with, um, to add to the Boone in Asheville, yeah. um, the Mellow Mushroom pizza joints, they are awesome. The Mellow Mushroom. All right, Mellow Mushroom, would you go so far as saying best pizza in North Carolina? Would you give me that? Uh, 
It's there. It's close, yeah, but it's just more of the atmosphere. It's just really cool. Um, they built their, you know, they started small, and they've gotten a little bit bigger, but it's still got that, that feel. Um, but the reason why I called was uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Foothills Brewery. And they, they started about five years ago, and now they're a huge brewery, and they've got great food in Winston-Salem. All right. All right. Thanks. I'm looking into that. Now, I'm also looking into this. Rose Hill, uh, North Carolina, they say they have the world's largest frying pan. And if you don't want to jump into that, um, I don't know. And also, Blattenboro has the largest real tire in the world. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Chuck in Asheville. Chuck. Hey, Ronnie, let me tell you, I lived in western North Carolina all my life. They've opened up this place called the Biscuit Head. It's great uh-huh. big biscuits, and they put marmalade, and they got everything to go on them. Also, in that part of town, you can close your eyes and throw a rock and hit a good restaurant. And also, what everybody's forgetting about Asheville, is Fezzi going on this trip? No. Uh, I was going to say, there's more fags in Asheville than you can count. All right, that would be fantastic, and that's good for you to know, Fez. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I hope that's not on the sign as you enter the town. It's kind of, here's what the what the gimmick is, Fez. It's kind of the Austin of North Carolina. Okay. So it's live music, cool, uh, you know, cool bars, and a socially progressive scene. A blue that, dot in a red state. Well, you know what? Um, North Carolina isn't oh, all that red, my friend. That's true. But thank you. Uh, Alan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello. Yeah. What do you got, buddy? Uh, Alan. I got a Elizabeth's Cafe and Winery in Duck, North Carolina, in the Outer Banks. Now, I know Opie used to do the Outer Banks vacation every summer, um, but then he would also bring a hurricane in with him. But I've heard of different people that you're better off bringing food out to the Outer Banks, but you're saying there's good places to eat. It's spectacular fine dining, and uh, another good one there is Duck Donuts. Custom made while you ate donuts, whatever kind of donut you want, whatever topping you want on it. Um, very good donuts. All right, I'm uh, I'm telling you right now, I drive out of my way to find duck donuts. <coughs> Thanks, dude. Um, here's uh, Gwen. Gwen in South Carolina. How are you, darling? Hey, good. Hey, buddies. Um, if you're into craft breweries, if you're a big beer aficionado, Charleston has a burgeoning craft brew scene. Is that right? So it's all about the little craft brews. Every beer has their own kind of, uh, every bar, I mean, has their own kind of brews. Yeah, and you've got some, some you know, bigger breweries, Westbrook, um, Holy City is one. And then when you start getting into all the local restaurants, yeah. because there's a big local push, all the restaurants are serving those same brews. So you get a real strong local feel of lots of really great food and alcohol i love it so local bands local brews uh sounds great uh take care you take local brew to the beach there you go all right thanks so you could actually go out and do like a micro brew uh tour uh linda you're on the run of fest show 
Hey, Ronnie. My sister is an architect down in uh, Asheville. They've got a couple of real cool restaurants I thought uh, especially Pepper Hicks would really like. And speaking of Asheville being the Austin of uh, North Carolina, uh, there's a new restaurant, new bar called Bar Arancini. And it's basically it's a food truck that mo- the owners moved up from Austin. And then they're adding a bar component. And the bar component is actually a shipping container that's being converted into a bar. It's like this new kind of environmentally kind of uh, environmental concept in architecture. So it's really cool vibe really supposed to be really great uh and then she also worked with the another set of owners to devi- to design a restaurant called walk it's uh west Asheville lounge and uh and and kitchen and it's basically just uh, an old converted uh repair garage uh where they tried to leave in all the cool architectural details and stuff a really cool vibe really great music just a really good atmosphere a really good vibe all right sounds fantastic thank you so much 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ here's Adam in Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. One of the things that I wanted to bring up was the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Free to drive through. It's actually the most visited national park in the nation. Um, in one area, the Cataloochee Valley, they've actually reintroduced elk. Only place you can see them on the East Coast. Really cool thing to see. Uh, really unique. Now, you say this is the most visited in the East Coast, or are you saying in the whole nation? In the whole nation, because you got to think about it, you do drive through it. Okay. Um, get to other parts of North Carolina, and it is free. So it's uh, the most visited national park in the nation. And then you can, all right, so you can drive through it, and then, or you can get off road and just slide around and go looking for elk with the kids. Exactly. Cataloochee Valley is where you want to see the elk uh, for, for the kids. Really neat, neat experience. Uh, thank you so much. <coughs> this sounds fantastic. So you're talking about in the Carolinas. You know, we started off talking about a week. There's already enough there to maybe put together a couple of weeks. And the, here's the other thing I love about the the National Park thing when you're driving around, if you got the kids in the car. It gives everybody a chance to talk. Everyone's talking, you're listening to music, play your music for a while, her music for a while, their music for a while. Everybody gets a shot at it, and you see an elk like that, and the kids never forget it. It's one of those things that sticks with you for a long, long time. Uh, I think that these kind of vacations are a hundred times better than the destination vacation that you just go off to one place or you're, you know, no offense to cruise ships because it's a thing to do, but that cruise ship vacation is lined up for you. You're not going to have a gigantic amount of surprises where if you're hearing some of these people talk about food, about bars, about places to go, and it becomes completely unique. It becomes completely your uh, vacation. Uh, Here's a guy in South Carolina. It's Justin. Justin, how you doing, pal? Hey, um... Uh, everybody's talking about the, the vinegar-based uh, barbecue, but in South Carolina, we have mustard-based barbecue. And if you're going through Columbia, uh, you'll want to stop at Maurice's Barbecue. And the mustard base is, is fantastic. All right, I'm going to go take a look at this because, I'm going to be honest, I've never had the mustard-based barbecue. Is this kind of a South Carolina-North Carolina fight? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, the, the upstate of South Carolina, you've got the, the vinegar base, but when you get into the Midlands and the low country, that's when you get into the mustard base. 
And that's been around for a long time, mustard-based barbecue? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been around for probably 60, 70 years. Maurice's uh, has been around for about 50 years. And that's the place we want to head, huh? Yep, yep. All right, thanks so much. Um, let's go to Tom in Florida. Tom. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, I go to North Carolina every summer for about a month, and mostly other than record stores, I usually just search out barbecue places. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a place right we, we're in uh, Southwest North Carolina, so right across the border, there's a place called in Blairsville, Georgia. It's called uh, Jim Smoking Q, and that place is just probably the best barbecue I've ever had in my life so far. And I've probably had about 30 places throughout Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina over the years. You're a barbecue guy. uh, Yeah, I like barbecue and I like music. So, you know, that's what I look for, record stores and barbecue. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they even go there at noon. If you go there at 1 o'clock sometimes, they start serving at noon. 1 o'clock sometimes, they'll be out of port. They just... There's a line. I mean, it's it's incredible. They have these, well, uh, I'm I'm looking at the place online right now, and it looks so damn authentic. I wish yeah. I was there right now. Food looks amazing. They have yeah. these uh, sweet potato fries that have it's like a brown sugar, and then like the crystallized sugar that are uh, unbelievable. Their open faced pork uh, pork sandwiches are like it looks like a, a, a like a catcher's mitt. I mean, it's ridiculous. They give you so much, and the, and the, it's just incredible. It's sweet. I mean, it's for barbecue. But it's really good, and um, and then there's an orchard place which sounds kind of boring, but there's an orchard place like 50 minutes across the border again, right into Georgia. Uh, shit, what's it called? Uh, Mercier's, it's called, and they have like all these fried apple pies, and they've got uh, you know everything you could think of, but a lot of really good fried and like they have their own orchard, so peaches. Uh, apple pies, whatever. I know it's all kind of food based, but no, I love it. You know. Look, you, you know, all, if you put together the food based things, uh, and then you start to make a link of those, like I have to hit this place. You can always go and find something else to do while you're right. doing that, and make the, the and make the ride uh, fine. So I am when I'm putting together a trip. Um, I put together restaurants I want to hit before I do attractions I want to hit. Because at the end of it, you're going to be able to, to snake this together. And if you're having fun, you got music in the car, dude, you're just going to ha- end up having a great time and running across local things anyway. Um, Corey, Corey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Yeah. All right. You're talking about road trip. This is the deal. You fly into Columbia, South Carolina. You rent a car. You get on Highway 378, which is the Myrtle Beach Highway. Okay. You drive out towards Myrtle Beach, pass through Turbyville. Now, if anybody's listening, they'll laugh when I say this. Don't speed in Turbyville. They'll pull your ass over. They love you northern guys. <laughs> There's nothing now. like a southern speed trap, right? <laughs> and, brother, it's famous. It's on the news once a year. But, anyway, outside of Turbyville, on the other side, heading towards Myrtle Beach, they call it the lesbian gas station. These two old lesbians own this gas station. They've got a kitchen in there, and they have the best chicken livers and gizzards. And it's a full-blown, like, old-school, pumps out front, you know, a little bit of convenience store. But there's tables in there. You go in and All right, give me the name again. It's a Marathon gas station. I don't know the name of okay. the Okay, Marathon gas station in Turbyville, and they got chicken livers and gizzards, and it's fantastic. 
Oh, yeah. Every And the beauty is, you go in there, you got all these guys that are working day, you know, blue-collar guys. They've got a 42-inch flat screen. They've got t- three tables, so you got to sit family-style with everybody. But they watch their stories while they eat lunch. It's amazing. It, and the two old lesbians stay behind the counter smoking their more cigarettes. So I've got to tell you, I am a, I'm a giant chicken liver fan. Are you and, serious? I never figured you for that, Ron. Yeah, I grew up uh, loving chicken livers and um, not not as much gizzards, but the chicken livers. But I have to say, I've never been to a restaurant where I feel like I get really good ones, you know? Well, this place is amazing. And then when you leave there, i got one other one. Go on to Myrtle Beach, yeah. pass all the, 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 all the chain stuff. There's a restaurant in North Myrtle Beach called Bimini's. And you will drive past it. It looks like such a dive, but they have some. They're famous for what they call grouper bites. If, if you can imagine a little one inch by one inch square of grouper, I love fresh grouper. caught grouper that's fried. It comes in the old school, um, uh, like the baskets you get at Sonic or something. Your uh-huh. little plastic baskets with the wax paper. They're they're all their furniture is either picnic tables or those cheap plastic outdoor chairs. And again, for local people, it's right near 2001, which has been there for 30 years. So, thank you so much, my friend. You give us some really, really good ones today. Uh, road trip with the Ron and Fez show all summer long. We're going to find some different great road trips to get on. But I got news for you, and I'm not even kidding about this. I don't know if we can top the Carolinas because you got mountains, you got barbecue, you got beaches and seafood, you got local uh, national parks, and you're also looking at local breweries. It's going to be a tough one to beat. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Hey, Colin in Mississippi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? This is uh, Tyler from Mississippi. Uh, told me about Highlands, North Carolina. A guy called about it earlier, but he forgot the best part about it. Is that there's this huge cliff called Sunset Rock, and when you're on it, you can see the entire town below you. I've never even heard this. This sounds great. It's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And um, what do you do when you're? Uh, what's like a food thing that we got to hit when we're there? Oh, wait. When you're in Highlands, you got to get sweet treats. It's like this ice cream place, and I think Highlands is the only place that has it. Now, I will also hit more ice cream places on the road because at least once a day, because it's driving. It's a driving thing. You really, no one has to get out of the car. You get some great homemade ice cream, and it's fantastic. All right, I'm going to look into Highlands. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Brian and Raleigh. You're on the Run and Fez show. You know, Ron, the other day you were talking about it would be a dream to do like the, uh, you know, the Major League Baseball tour. Well, I'm going to tell you, in North Carolina alone, there's nine minor league ballparks, nine minor league teams. You could, you could have a road trip just going around from Asheville, 
uh, hit a game to Durham Bulls, all that. I mean, there's so much great baseball in this state. And I'm from Philly, just like you originally. I've been living here for about 15 years. It's a fantastic place to live, and you know, particularly the minor league baseball around here is phenomenal. So you spend a you spend a minor league uh, summer every year. That's where you get your baseball. That's the way to do it, man. Just, I'm, I'm here in Raleigh. You know, I'm not more than 20, 25 minutes from three different uh, minor league ballparks. And, uh, yeah, what's better? Seriously. All right. That's a fantastic thing to know. I didn't even rem- uh, bring up, you know, about the, the world-famous Durham Bulls, of course, from that movie. Yeah. But nine ballparks that you can hit. And it, he, this is an unbelievable. It's always inexpensive. And it's something to do at night other than just watch TV. You get a hotel room and at night you spend your time at the ballpark. And who knows, one of those kids could end up being a big leaguer one day and you would have seen him early on. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Lee in North Carolina. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I got a couple things for you. One, we like, we go down to uh, Wilmington. And we stay at this, uh, it's an older hotel that they've redone. And the reason we stay there, it, uh, it's called the Carolinian. They still have a nine foot pool. And, uh, the, my daughter, we just love it with, you know, because you can't jump in pools anymore. They're all three foot. Right. They're all, they, they all worry and they make them about four and a half feet. But an old school deep pool. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we go down to, uh, Cherry Beach. It's south of Wilmington on the peninsula down there, down to Cherry Beach, down to Big Daddy Seafood. And the thing is about that restaurant, if you walk in there and the inside is really nice, you can be sitting next to somebody that's uh, dressed up that's out for the evening, and the next table you got some guy with his uh, surfboard or his boogie board Love there it. In, in shorts and sandals. It's fantastic. All right, thank you so much. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin and Charlotte, you're on the Run of Fed show. Well, yeah, I was just going to suggest if you find yourself in South Carolina going down 26 or in uh, Charleston, there's a place called the Cypress Gardens where for about five bucks you can rent a canoe and paddle through a swamp. And there's a scene in The Patriot where the uh, militia meets up there. Yeah. That's where it was filmed. And uh, the monument isn't really there anymore because it was just the old dead to take it down. But, uh, and then also the South Carolina barbecue trail. You can Google that. I think just about every single barbecue restaurant in South Carolina is listed on there. So, well, you know, you brought up, first of all, knowing that you're doing a barbecue trail is hysterical, but the thing about for five bucks, you can canoe through a swamp, something that most people have never done in your life. And again, it's going to be one of those memories that sticks with you a lot more than some, you know, put together fake vacation. Here's Tony. Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Um, so my girlfriend and I went down to Charleston uh, in January. Uh-huh. We went to this. We went to this place. Uh, it's called Follies Beach. It's just outside of Charleston. Um, and there's a restaurant there called Bowen's Island, and they yeah. do steamed lo- uh, steamed oysters. So basically, they just have a huge vat of oysters just kind of steaming away, and then they just give you kind of a whole tray, like a cafeteria tray full, just all kind of stuck together, and you shuck them yourself. They give you uh, 
uh, horseradish and hot sauce, and then just uh, just a sleeve of saltines, and you just eat away. And Unbelievable! Dump them, dump them in a bucket on the floor. It's phenomenal. And the place is that is this the place we just put up? You're sitting out overlooking the water like that. Yeah, you overlook um, you overlook the uh, like the marsh. It's it's kind of, it's right on Folly's Beach, which is an love island. Love it. Um, and then you're like looking over the marsh. It's amazing. All right, that's a fantastic uh, one. Thank you so much. Here's Mark in North Carolina. How you doing, buddy? Good. How we doing, Ron? How are we? Cool. Uh, I want to tell you about the Ashborough Zoo, second largest zoo in the country. It's right in the middle of the state. Uh, you can fit. 90% of the zoos in the country in our parking lot. Uh, take you two days just to see it. Wow. And also, 15 minutes from there, you got Seagrove, which is world famous for our pottery. Uh, pottery capital of the world. There's about 100 different vendors with different types of pottery you can go see. Uh, 15 minutes from Nashville the other way, you got High Point, which is the furniture capital of the world, home of the furniture market. You can get any kind of furniture you ever wanted. Cheaper, you can get it up there, I guarantee you. Can you, uh, can you actually watch the craftsmen doing the work in these places? Some of them you can. Some of them you can. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, they'll do a kiln, they'll do a burn, uh, and they'll do a kiln opening, and you can get the stuff fresh out of the fire. And uh, if you see the different type of glazes, they'll teach you how. They'll get the, the, the stuff is locally made, the clay is lo- lo- is, comes locally. Uh-huh. Uh, so everything is based uh, right there. It's all in community in Randolph County. It's wonderful. I mean, you can do anything you want to do. And then I- also, for like barbecue, you got yeah. Lexington. Lexington is 20 minutes away from me, too. All right, thank you so much, my friend. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you've got kids, I do recommend that you take them anywhere that you can see real craftsmen working. It's a fantastic thing for kids to see just to know where stuff comes from because it isn't something that you think about a lot when you're a kid you just sit at a table and you don't give it much thought but when you watch somebody work on that and put something together you'll think about it every single time after that here's john in Asheville. you're on the run of fest show hey when you go to Asheville area maggie valley has ghost town in the sky it's the craziest thing, Ron. Burt Reynolds used to be a stuntman there, and they got all these pictures of him. They still do the old gunfight and the shootout in town, but they have a roller coaster up there. It's weird, and they have an inclined rail train you ride up the mountain. Uh, Ghost Town in the Sky, real Americana stuff. Uh, it truly, truly, truly is. They got the bank, the mercantile store, the, the saloon, the cabaret dancers. Uh, yes, in the 50s, it was just the place to go. Children everywhere. Uh, just everything imaginable. And now it's died down some, but that roller coaster is worth every bit of it because it's right on the edge of the mountain and you think it's just going to fall off at any minute. I love it, man. See, I, you guys are coming through exactly with what we were talking about. Uh, and the rest of the country is going to have a tough time beating the Carolina listeners because we're putting together some really, really great restaurants, fun, old school attractions, uh, zoos. It's amazing when you think about when people go, you know, nothing against going, you know, to a destination place and being inside a big park forever. I'm sure everybody should try that once. I'm just pointing out that it's not the only 
vacation. And chances are it won't be the ones that your kids will remember. They're going to remember this kind of stuff. Um, let's go to... Um, Let's go to Mac in North Carolina. Go ahead, Mac. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. Hey, uh, I, first off, I live in Rose Hill, and that that world's fire, that sign pad, it's just there. It, it's gigantic, man. And also, I would have to. I'm not. I'm not even kidding when I say this. If I see that in the thing, and I got, and if I could do it like 45 minutes off, I'll do it every time. Even if you stand there and go, "This is the dumbest thing we've ever done," because the kids will always go, "Remember when Dad wanted us to see that stupid frying pan? Why did we ever do that?" And it you do it to make a memory. You do it to stick it into a, into their heads that we did stuff we went and did stuff yeah and they, they cook on it like every weekend man so there's, there's always something going down they're always cooking on it and also there's duplin wineries in rosehill too that's supposed to be uh you know one of the big wine things around here i'm from new york i've lived in north carolina a couple years now but uh i'm a musician and i play in wilmington and the mellow mushroom pizza that's that's definitely it's up there man uh uh, the, there's a I love New York pizza around there too, and they're definitely on it. But the Mellow Mushroom, they're on it, man. It, dude said what he said earlier about it. It's, it's definitely good. Uh, we're getting a lot of love about this Mellow Mushroom place. Looks like it's got like a hippie vibe, right? It, it definitely is. We play there here and there. They do live music. Everyone's cool. Chris would love it because half the people that work there they smoke weed. So you're smoking and then you're eating and then we're playing and then you're going back and smoking again, drinking. Uh, is downtown Wilmington's got Front Street Brewery. I mean, it's I don't know how many different beers is in there. We get an open bar there, so I I never never get to drive home when we play there, man. It's just it's awesome. Wilmington is definitely like a a little a little Asheville just without the mountains, man. It's, it's definitely pumping out here. Thank you so much, Brian. Brian and Charlotte, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Brian, I'm gonna move along. Here is Ray. Ray, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, buddies, uh, down in southern South Carolina by Savannah, Georgia. It's called Buford, South Carolina. It's Hunting Island State Park is the beach. Fripp Island, you have a restaurant called Johnson's uh, Tavern right there by Fripp Island. It's called Frogmore Stew, which most people call it Low Country Boil, but it's Frogmore Stew. It's excellent. And they have excellent grouper sandwiches. And they'll also call it Little Country Boil? Yeah, low country boil is shrimp and corn and potatoes and uh, oh, sauce. But it also calls it sounds frog fantastic, stew. and I've never heard this name before. I'd be on that a heartbeat. Yes, it's uh, the Gola people live there. Uh-huh. It's a real uh, seagrass baskets are made, all kind of arts and crafts. But uh, it's a, it's uh, called Frogmore Stew is what they call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the rest of the country is going to beat the Carolinas because I feel like right now I don't want to be anywhere. But I'm looking at this place in Windsor, uh, North Carolina, that I've never heard of before. And they have this thing called Blister Fried Nuts, boiled and hot oiled and chocolate covered. Best snack ever. Also, peanut brittle, butterscotch peanuts, and big bags of shell roasted. Blister fried nuts. Um, still looking for a picture of that, though. Blister fried nuts. Um, if anyone knows about that one, give me a call, too. Uh, Glenn, Glenn, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ronnie B., 
there's this place right outside Charlotte. No, that's North not Carolina. the name of the place. That's the name of the treat. And it's called the Lazy Five Ranch. And it's like a drive through zoo. It's insane. You pay like 10 bucks, you get a bucket of feed, and you drive through. And there's all these animals. You got ostriches and emus and antelopes and zebras and everything. They come right up your car, eat right out of the feed. It's horrifying and it's hilarious. It's something kids will never forget. Yeah, kids, I did that before kids. with uh, kids and it terrified them. Uh, and here's the weirdest thing a <laughs> giraffe coming up. Giraffes are so much thicker than you think, and it just freaked everyone out in the car. And then, you know, you're rolling up the wind. You know, you're going from like, this is fun to, you know, people screaming, Daddy, get out of here. Um, all right, Powell and Stokes is the name of the place. That I'm looking for. Powell and Stokes have the blistered fried nuts. If anybody can give me an update on that, I'd like to hear it. Um, here's Andy in Atlanta. You're on the Run Fez show. Well, I was going to tell you that if you're going to do this trip and you got older kids, it's worth going to all these college campuses up there. Winston-Salem, Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Duke, even the Citadel down in South Carolina. It's the most beautiful land you've ever seen. I mean, you got to pay sixty grand a year to go to it. But if you got kids who are thinking about college, that's a good way to organize this trip. Is going campus to campus and checking all these places yeah. out. Let them see the, the schools they'll never get into. That's always fun for kids. This I call is that family tour. Yeah, it is. Uh, then Chris ends up at a local community college. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. How's it going, guys? Hey. Uh, there's a place in North Carolina. I think it's up in the mountains. I'm not sure of the town. It's called Tweetsie Railroad, and it's uh, it's an old-time theme park. You know, you're back in, like, I guess, the, uh, the 1800s, and you actually hop on a train, and it's a, uh, a locomotive, and it's got the whole, you know, coal flying out of it, and you'll you'll get robbed by these by these guys out of nowhere. And they come on, they start firing their guns, and, and uh, they're panning for gold all day. It's just a, it's a great place. All right, there's two great things about this. If your kids are little enough, they're going to be really excited. And if they're old enough, they groan and bitch. And that's also this funniest shit that you've ever seen in your life. I would also be at this place in a heartbeat because I'm a big, big believer in those roadside attractions and the real Americana stuff. Uh, it is the road trip, summer road trip with Ron and Fez. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Well, I saw a car gone, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road again. But I'm so Road tripping through the Carolinas. Uh, we plan on doing this uh, throughout the summer, but it's tough to think that we'll be able to beat this one because so many great spots have come up. Really, really big ups to the people 
from North Carolina and South Carolina for giving us a lot of the local places uh, because that's the way you want to travel. Always looking for what do the locals think is the great breakfast place? What do the locals think is the great lunch place? Where are those roadside attractions that you can take uh, the kids to? Because the beauty part of that when you're planning a vacation uh, is you got to have... The what are we going to do? What are we doing? What did what did we just do? You know, you also after it happens have to keep flying backwards and reminding them that they got to do a bunch of stuff on their vacation, and this is the stuff kids will spend the rest of their life remembering. I will never. I mean, I have been to you know all the big theme parks but it's always stuff like Loray Caverns that stays in my mind and I couldn't even tell you why but you're thinking to yourself my family went to this one time you know Lookout Mountain Rock City that's the real American stuff and we have them all over uh, America um Here's uh, Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hi, yeah, you were talking about Winston-Salem. Uh, we actually go there every year for the Hemi Rebel Weekender uh, Festival. It's usually the first weekend in July every year. It's amazing music festival, just rockabilly and bluegrass, and, you know, pure rock and roll, just a whole lot of fun. And uh, talking about Asheville earlier, glad to hear a lot of good things about that because we're actually checking that out this year. Um, you know, we've been to the... Everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody just loves Asheville. Um, you know, he comes up with a good piece with the music festivals. Almost every town has like an amphitheater now. And you can go back, you can go to these things, and in the summer you're sitting out on the lawn, and there's always... Four bands in the 90s that you would have went to see touring together. And you may never, you know, maybe going to a theater in your town, it isn't that exciting. But when you're out with a blanket, the kind of places that, like, you take a picnic, you're like, hey, kids, Sugar Ray is going to be out in the next couple of minutes. You do you do all that stuff in the summer, and it's just um, fantastic. Uh, the same thing to be said about uh, you know classical music outside at night like that, and sometimes some places will tie it together with uh, you know you see a big orchestra. Again, the type of thing that you never would do in a theater, but out under the stars, followed by fireworks, and it ends up being a really really terrific. Um, Night. Here's Don in Asheville. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I can't believe no one's brought up the Biltmore House yet out there in Asheville. Yeah. It is truly amazing, Ron. When when Vanderbilt built this place, he was 23% of the nation's GDP himself. This place is the world's largest privately owned home. They have to charge admission to pay for the property tax. I'm looking at it now, and it looks like a, a German castle. Yeah, like I said, Vanderbilt from up there in New York, this was his summer home. He didn't even live here full time. And the guy that designed Central Park designed his property. It's truly amazing. Like It's like a 60-room true mansion. 
Wow. All right. Thanks, man. Peace. All right. All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I could do this throughout the whole show, but we just got time for a few more calls. Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Great. In Greenville, South Carolina, we've got a brand new minor league ball team, Newark minor league hockey team. Uh, right through the center of the city is River Falls Park, and it's got walkouts over the falls. And uh, once you get tired of walking through there, up in the West End are these really small, really great restaurants. It's a fabulous place, and we're only about maybe an hour from Asheville. And from Asheville all the way to Greenville, there's just phenomenal little towns to go to. There's just all kinds of attractions, everything you can think of. It's really a great place, man, to check out. And we're only 12 miles north of um, Clemson University and an hour from Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I'm looking this over. You know, uh, it's a really good point, too, of like uh, there's a certain size town that's always perfect, you know, the type of town that's going to have that, l- that little downtown area where there's shops and stuff. Uh, those are the spots you want to get. Also, with the minor league parks, again, they're always doing some kind of weird night there and fireworks and stuff. Really, really great for a summer vacation. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, Ronnie. And, uh, in North Carolina, man, uh, Wilmington, if you were to fly into Wilmington within a 60-mile radius, there's anything you can imagine that you would like to do. There's the coast. All you have to do is get on one highway, and just about every 10 miles it gets it, there's a different beach. Uh, there's a, in Wilmington, outside of Wilmington, um, in Curry Beach, just past Curry Beach, the guy I talked about earlier. There's great seafood at all of those places. There's a, uh, historic battleground of Fort Fisher. It's beautiful out there, man. The beach part is beautiful. There's the grounds that you can walk on where they have the battles. There's a museum. There's, a, a an aquarium there. It's just a, a great historic site. And then, I mean, then you just, you can just get back out and hit the beaches, man. All of those little small beach towns and stuff are always having some type of festival or something like that. So you can get some of the local seafood, meet the locals, drink, have a good time. Uh, Wilmington, there's something for, if you, if you fancy and, uh, eat, take a, take a trip together. There's food everywhere for you, Ronnie. Uh, there's, there's plenty of, uh, homosexuals for fans, and there's plenty of, uh, plenty of ways for heaps to get the nod. I don't know how we're not doing the show from here. It's got everything that we could possibly want. Except for Fez doesn't really want gays. Fez, when you hear that there's gay scenes all over the country... And you can't seem to find one. Yeah, and when I'm, yeah, gays are finding each other in North Carolina, and I'm not finding one in New York City. It seems impossible. It seems impossible. It seems like it couldn't even possibly happen. Um, this is uh, fantastic. Loving, loving hearing about the Carolinas. Uh, it's going to be tough 
for the rest of the country to beat this. But also, I always get a big kick out of, and you've heard it in just about all the callers today, that real hometown pride. That's a, that's a really great thing to hear, that people are living someplace because they love it. We've got Pauly Shore coming up when, Fez? Um, in just a couple of minutes. We need to break first. Okay. So, and the Ron and Fez Road Trip brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Uh, all right, so great job today on the Ron and Fez uh, Road Trips. We'll do another one of these next week in a different part of the country. Going to be tough for the rest of you guys to end up beating the Carolinas. I seriously wish I was leaving here today to go on this Carolinas road trip. Great job. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. I'm so tired of crying, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 
Are you just working together this week, or are you traveling together? Um, I have them just every other week. Okay. Yeah. So he's in charge of holding the party packages? Yeah. That's his job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're getting no, on the plane. Kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rat hole this. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So I just think, like, you know, we walk in. What's up, listeners? It's Polly. Yeah. What's up? Uh, we walk in, and you're playing, like, all the news and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they're sending, they just says they're sending 300 more I think advisors out to Iraq to basically tell the president he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, it gets um, yeah. it gets depressing, doesn't it? The news gets depressing. You have yeah, to stay away from it. But that's the it. programming. Yeah, that's the programming. That's what we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if there wasn't news, there would be no like like you ever watch Forensic Files? No. On CNN no. at HLN. Forensic Files is okay. basically a show about murderers and how they catch them because they leave blood splatters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the, <laughs> the Forensic Files. Like, the, the dude, they have a whole, they have a whole, uh, uh, what is it? It's a whole 24 hours, seven days a week of this programming. And if there was no murderers, there would be no programming. So basically it's reality TV. The murderers are like reality yeah. TV stars. Yeah, every time like, you know, every time there's like something bad that happens in in the world, you know, the news people they look they on camera they act like, "Oh, this is terrible." But behind camera they're stuck. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this they're stuck. Well, that's how the public is too. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't watch it. Yeah. The public loves blood. Yeah. And violence. Yeah. Yeah, the ability to hate Middle Easterners. Yeah, so we don't know what your show's about. No, is it not political? No, I'm no, sorry. no. We, we, it's we just are, you have political yeah, are, stuff on behind me. Yeah, well, our guys. Because we could talk about LeBron James. No, we, we could talk about that. I, I want you guys just to come on in, hang out. You know, if you're the depressing comedians, that's fine. You can bring in the sad news, the bad news. LeBron James, you're a basketball fan, I yeah, guess, I living in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the first year, I guess, being a Lakers fan. You know what it's like to not have a be shitty excited. Team. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, because the Lakers were great for so yeah, long. Yeah. I think Kobe just started smoking a lot of herb lately. <laughs> just like because for, for the next couple, because he basically signed a contract yeah. with a team that's not going to win. They're just not going to win in the next couple of years. Do, do, do you no or way. any of your friends move over to the Clippers? or that yeah, Everyone just has. They have. Pretty much. I mean, even Jack yeah. Nicholson, towards I the end, was at the Clipper games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, the, the last yeah. time I saw you, you came in and did Unmasked, and mm -hmm. we talked about your career, and things are, you know... Going and moving along for you. So yeah. your special, the Vega special, was running mm. again last night. Now, for you, I remember talking about. It, I always thought it was so interesting, is that you got really popular before you had enough material mm. to do something mm. with that. And you know, now of course you've caught up. You've got the material, but, but I'm not popular. <laughs> but, but you don't have MTV every yeah. day. You know. That must have been crazy to pop like that and then go, okay, now what do I do with it? Yeah, no, no. It was my stuff was definitely not about my material mm -hmm. when I first came. It was all about the persona and it was all about the connection that I had with the people. Yeah. And that's kind of still, you know, to this day, I'm even walking through these hallways. You know, you see all every radio station, there's people outside. Well, hey, what's up? What's up? What's right. up? It's like kind of like that. Um, that connection that I had, but it was always never about the material. But you never go anywhere where people don't know you. Mm, because It's of starting more now because there's a definitely, like, it's been a long time now, uh -oh. like 20 years since my films have been out. So, um, you know, the younger generation, there's a lot of people that don't know who I am, for sure. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, then there'll be some that do. Yeah. So, but, but. those films also still run all the mm-hmm. time. You still have them out there, no matter what's happening. Yeah, I still got my uh, what is it? My thirteen dollars uh, residual check from Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Yeah. Well, you grew up basically like a kid, you know, being born into a circus family. I mean, you grew up at in a comedy club, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know too many people that could even say that. Too many people that could say that they grew up in that environment. You were a little kid. Yeah, and the with, fact that I'm just functioning now, I think, is remarkable. It's amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, really, like you know, with the with the with you know, everyone listening has had. You could say the F word right here. Yes. Yeah. Everyone listening has had fucked up childhoods, and everyone listening has had you know problems. But you know, I had like the worst pretty much the worst um influence people around you know what i mean <laughs> doing and my mom didn't give a fuck mm-hmm. she was with you know building her business and my dad was on the road banging pussy and and uh you know i was left with the comedians right and you know i was like a hot potato and like one would take me and then the other would take me and they they really took care of me only so they can get stage time <laughs> yeah you know i mean that it was, was a pretty smart much, move yeah. yeah um so but but at the time it must have felt like a blast Last, right? It must yeah, have felt, it was like a party. Yeah, yeah. But now looking back on it, you wish like maybe how the hell, how, it's yeah. almost like that. Those videos that you see on YouTube with like a baby crawling across the freeway <laughs> and going through all these cars, and for right. some reason it didn't get hit. Right? Like you don't know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, so. And somehow you didn't turn out like Andy Dick. Yeah. So yeah, I, I see. I see so many. We were talking. We were at, at lunch with Ryan and Sandy and stuff. And we were talking about Chris Kattan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just how fucked up he is, or right. has gotten. I don't know where he is as of today, or Andy Dick, or these guys. But you know, the, the, you know, these guys. There's just certain people out there that. <laughs> excuse me. There's certain people out there that can't handle their alcohol. Mm-hmm. They're called alcoholics, right? You know, and they have a program for them. I'm just fortunate that I don't have that. Um, that I was lucky enough right. not to have that. Um, that thing in my brain where like, oh, let's do a glass of wine now. Let's go find some coke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you my, just, yeah. But you can party a little bit and little then bit. put it away. But yeah. has there ever been a time where you're like? Oh, too much wine, too much coke? No, dude. It yeah. was never got that bad. You know, and again, I think it's a lot because of the people that I grew around. I saw how fucked up they were. Mm-hmm. You know, that part of it. And then also the part of it that um, that uh, it wasn't uh, uh, like I, I don't have that thing in my system. You know, the alcoholics. I was right. with this girl the other day. I met her at the gym and, and it was funny. We were talking and. And I'm like, where are you going after, you know, after the gym? We're just kind of eating there. And she says, oh, I'm going to the comedy store. I'm like, well, me too. My offices are there. And she goes like, I'm like, oh, well, you're going for the AA meeting, right? And she's like, yeah. You know what I mean? So she's, right. they have an, we have an AA meeting for all the That's people. That's great. I didn't know yeah. that. Is yeah. all comics that go to it? No, no, just all types of people. All, all yeah. types of people. Like yeah. I saw Ozzy Osbourne there, like you know, like fuck a month ago. There's just but people. Supposed, it, supposed to be anonymous, though. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she was just telling me stories, like she would do. You know, she lived in New York, and she would do. Uh, you know, uh, she would. You know, she would drink, and then she would have to have coke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's just you know. So she was either that life or nothing. 
Right. But for yeah. you, you can bounce around with it mm. a little bit and go back. Because yeah. it's not like you have never been involved with all right. these things. Yeah. Uh, but it was something you put behind you or... I just, just don't really do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, on the plane yesterday from L.A., I had a glass of, or a thing of wine. Yeah. That was it, so... Well, you, you know, you brought up the, the the comedy store, and I was watching the last Comic Standing thing, mm. and Jimmy Schubert mm. is on this year, mm. and he was like a doorman there. Mm. I don't know, twenty years ago or more, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's it's incredible when you think how many people came through that one club. Mm. You know, it's just stunning. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have made it, and there's a lot of people that haven't made it. Yeah, you know. It's not not everyone's going to make it, you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. it's really hard right now because of the internet. There's so many so much clutter out there. I mean, I think the internet's good and I think it's bad, you know. You still get the the, the club still doing well though. People still come out. I think so, yeah. yeah. What do you say? Sandy? Yeah. Yes, it's Sandy had a resurgence over the last few years. What, what do you think did it? Sandy? When I first when I first got there, yeah. like 8 years ago, it was like during the middle of the week it was dead. Dead. And now, even Wednesday night, it's like packed in there. Yeah. So what do you uh, think did it? Social kinda, media yeah. and like the rot. I mean, really more so than that, really good comics coming through there. Mm-hmm. Really good. Like and then Chris D'Elia <laughs> blew up. Whitney blew up. Whitney yeah. Cummings blew up. They both came out of there. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the good part about the store is that. You know, if you go like on a Wednesday or a Thursday and you go in the original room at like, say, nine from nine to like 11, it's like going to be killer. Every every 10, 15 minutes, there's someone that comes up. And then you get a lot of guys from New York coming out there all the time. Yeah. Attell's there all the time. Uh, Louis C.K. comes in sometimes. Who else from New York? Uh, Chappelle sometimes, but he lives in Ohio, I guess. Yeah. Chappelle's doing uh, is Radio City has just sold out like nine, it's nine a, nights in a row hysterical. or something. It's hysterical. Yeah, I was just saying. So, so asking your opinion, if I'm yeah. interviewing you, yeah, what's your take on that? Of what the fact that he sold out so many. Well, I, first of all, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned because how many guys it's have you known? It's a hard ticket. Yeah, it's a tough ticket. To, I mean, New it's York a, is a hard, yeah. hard town to sell. It's a hard town to sell out, and that's a gigantic place. Right. You know, it's like five thousand seats. Jeez. You know, it's just wow. uh, see the seating on that. But you know, to sell out one would be terrific. But for him to, uh, you know, there, there's such love for that guy. Mm. And the way that he stepped away in the mystery, like people are still saying, oh, so you lived in Africa. And he's like, no, I never, I don't know where that comes from. I mean, how many guys that, that are even still around today that are kind of legendary mm. that way, where there's myths instead of, you know, knowing where they are every minute of the day? Mm. Right. So 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 looking back on it, it was probably like a good thing that he didn't do that Comedy Central stuff. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. it, it certainly... Well, he's w- selling out all these tickets, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. with no pressure. I mean, the great part about stand-up, I mean, especially the guys that do really well, mm-hmm. like, you can go out on the road and make a shitload of money, and no one knows about it. Right. Which is awesome. But it's you weird. I mean? it, it's, it's tough to know. How many guys have ever made it without a TV show and could still do it? We were talking about this the other day. And then like Carlin is definitely a guy who was a draw because of his act. Of his act. Yeah. Stephen Wright. 
mm. because of his act. Yeah. Brian Regan, I would say mm-hmm. 100% because wow. of his act. Right, but right. it starts to get pretty small. Mitch Hedberg was like that. Mitch Hedberg. Now, was he selling out big theaters, too? Or? Yeah, towards the end. Yeah. yeah. I think so. God, that's another one of those guys that was snipped so early. You yeah. know, you always wonder why. But it's a very tough thing to do when you don't have, you know, a home improvement TV show. Right. You know? Uh, Joan Rivers really because of just going out and doing stand up every night for all yeah, these but she was on the she was she had the, the Tonight Show Tonight Show when yeah. when that was the thing yeah when that was the big draw yes. I think also at the end of the day I think funny is funny and I think a lot of people either think someone's funny or or don't think they're funny I mean people think Chappelle's funny. Yeah. So I think that's why they're going. You know, Joan Rivers is funny. So well, it's and even beyond funny, it's like something about Chappelle. I think draws them in because there's always like a danger feel. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you don't know what he's going to say. Yeah, you don't know what he's going to say or how it's going to turn out. Is he going to walk out? Sam always had that as mm-hmm. well. Of uh, you know, is this going to go well right. or not? But I want to go out and see it. It's like when Charlie Sheen mm. did that. Tour people really wanted to go out to see whether it was going to be a train wreck mm, or right. not, you know? It's an aspect that you got to be able to bring in sometimes. Rock and roll bands have always had. Axl Rose mm. has had that thing. You know, that extra thing that makes people just think, I want to be there no matter what happens. Uh, when you uh, had the movie career, you put the stand-up to the side for a while, or are you doing both? No, I did both. Yeah. I mean, I was doing MTV movies and touring at the same time. Yeah. I always had like a tour bus right. for many years, and, and most of my shows w- weren't si- si- sitting. Mm-hmm. You know, I just started doing sitting shows probably like in the late 90s. Were we just working clubs, like rock clubs? Rock clubs or? or theaters, but I would always have festival seating. Is that right? Yeah. Because I'd like stage dive in between some of my shit, you know? Right. And then play music. I always had a band. I Now I have comics open for me, but back in the day I had a band. Uh-huh. And then I would close with the band. So we would do songs and stuff. It was more like a party. Yeah. Well, yeah. your thing was, I mean, I thought it was weird, too, like for MTV, is that position didn't even exist before you came in. You know what I mean? Like, you were that first guy out there just doing shit out with the crowd, you mm-hmm. know? Before that, I don't think anybody was doing it. No, it was more just kind of in the studio. Uh-huh. Kind of in, be- in front of a green screen. Right. Yeah, no, I was the first person to take it out. <laughs> yeah, my first my first week ever was, um, I remember we did Sunset Strip Week. Yeah. And that was like the theme. You know, it was always like, let's just do like a theme week. And we would shoot 37 segments in one in one, uh, um, you know, one day, and I would switch my clothes five times for five different days. <laughs> so just like a whole week went by. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and I remember I would just, and it was basically the concept was me showing, it was me showing uh, America my street. Right, this right. This is where I grew up. Yeah. This is where I was raised. This is where we went to see uh, the Untouchables mm-hmm. or, you know, the band, the old ska band, the Untouchables. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember sure, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, that, that, that short ska thing that went on for a while. Yeah, and then um, this is where I saw X or this is where I saw Black Flag or this is where I saw, um, I don't know, Billy Idol. Right. You know, or Gazaris. Right now, the Gazaris, it used to be, it used to be Gazaris and then it was the Key Club and now it's One Oak. Mm. 
Um, but Gazzari's was insane. Do you, do you remember Gazzari's? No. Gazzari's was insane. Bill Gazzari was kind of like the Hugh Hefner of like heavy metal. Bill Gazzari. Yeah. If you Google him, you you could probably find some shit on him. But he was like this this kind of older dude that had like a hat and then drove around like these old kind of crusty like kind of sleazy cars and would pick up on chicks and like every like heavy heavy metal band like played yeah. Gazzari. It's like Bang Tango and like obviously Motley and Poison and Warren and all those guys, but guys like, you know, Slayer and all that shit. And it was like pretty much on the corner of my street. And yeah, that's was... kind of even when the strip changed, right? When you were coming of age, you know, like before that. It was punk. Well, it was punk rock. Yeah. In like the 80s. And then like it, in the late 90s, it became kind of heavy metal. And yeah. then the grunge shit didn't happen till like the 90s. Right. But, but even... I, I saw a lot of heavy metal, you know, that yeah. time. So Yeah, the metal thing, because for a long time, it was like that Jackson Brown Eagles singer songwriter. Yeah, that was in the seventies. Yeah, and then boom, it becomes the punk thing, and then suddenly you're going out there, and there's just half naked chicks and yeah. hair farmer guys. It's yeah, well, all the guys looked like chicks. It was such yeah. a weird look. It was the strangest thing. Yeah, yeah, because these guys like literally wanted to look like chick, and all the chicks fucking loved the dude. They were crazy about crazy because yeah. they were like fucking themselves. But the bonus was they got a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then. The, the the weird you know thing is, I mean? none of those guys, like before they And they hit, always had big dicks. Yeah. Like, the girls loved them, you know what I mean? <laughs> they never could afford to, like, live a life, so they were always living off the chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. And then, the you know, then the record would hit, and they yeah, would and they'd be check off those doing chicks their thing. off. Yeah. That would be the end of it. But yeah, so that was my first week, was just Sunset Strip Week. And, you know, bump, going down Sunset, I bumped into Sam Kennison, uh, CC DeVille, uh, Millie Vanilli. Yeah. You know, so that was that. Right, a guy uh, who uh, wants to say hi to you. Here's uh, Corey. Says he used to know you. Go ahead, Corey. What's up, Weasel? What's up, bro? You're a huge fan, man. I had a queer, uh, funny story. Back in 99, I used to work at the comedy store as a bartender. Yeah. I was all kind of screwed up back then on drugs and stuff. And you actually got to, had to fire me because I was always beaten off behind the bar. Oh, you were beaten off, like jerking <laughs> off. Yeah, that's, that's not surprising. <laughs> that's what, that's what most of the bartenders do there. So did you, are you an LA guy, or did you yeah. come out there? So you grew up in LA? No, I grew up in Detroit. Okay, so when I you moved went out, out there about eight years ago, did you already have your stand up together before you? No. Yeah, I started at the comedy store. That's a fucking probably mistake, right? Uh, oh, big time! Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> what well, was a big, well, big starting at the comedy? Store. Yeah, like not having your shit together first before you well, got. You there. know how I met Sandy was my friend Brandon Goodman. Um, I actually met at a club. Mm -hmm. I was at a club in in L.A. Fuck, I forgot the name of it. Air, it was Area back then. Oh, okay, Area, and Brandon was there, and he was with all his friends, and they're all like. Were they in high school or no? College, we just right? we all just graduated college. Yeah, you weren't there that night. No. Though. Yeah, and uh, Brandon was there, and he he was with all his friends, and they all grew up on Biodome. Mm -hmm. So sure. they were all like obsessed with me. They couldn't believe Polly Shore was there. So we just hit it off. You know, yeah. Me and Brandon, really funny kid. He's like a music manager, and um, and we became friends and stuff, and then. Sandy knew Brandon from Detroit because Brandon was from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And then Brandon introduced me to Sandy. And the first time I met Sandy was at my house, right? Mm -hmm. Were you sitting on the sidewalk? Yeah. 
right? And he just was like fucking weird looking. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like really, like, I like to be, because life is too short. You know what I mean? Right. I like to be around just bizarre people, like, all the time. Like, people that I hire. Sometimes, like, if you want to work with me or intern for me, like, you got to send in a video. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I want to see your vibe, because most of the time we're going to be on camera anyways. Uh-huh. There'll be a camera around, so I got to see how you are. And, 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 um, so Sandy was just cool, and and he's been with me for over seven years. You want the fringe people, though. You want people that don't look like they would fit in everywhere. You want. I just want people that yeah. are themselves, right? You know what I mean. And people that are themselves that are cool. You know, brought up about a lot of kids growing up on Biodome and loving that. I see Stevie Baldwin every once in a while. Around Sorry to hear that. No, I'm at, just kidding. At certain meetings, like you have at the comedy store, but you know, he seems to be doing good. Hey, you know, Stevie's one of those guys, like, you know, he had two choices, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and he was pretty fucked up, and, and and even when we were doing that movie, he was, like, crazy. You know, I was, like, scared of him. Sober, he's crazy. Yeah. Sober, he's still... Yeah, he's still crazy. Yeah. Um, But he's one of those people that ha- has to have something. Right. You know, he has to grasp onto something, because he's so intense. Yeah, he is His really daughter's really... pretty hot, huh? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know <laughs> oh, we my... talk about that. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Shore's in studio with us. He's performing at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. That's tonight and Saturday night along with Sandy Danto. You can get tickets for tonight's show and Saturday night show by going to levitylive.com and find out more of Polly's tour dates by going to pollyshore.com. How much you stay on the road now? Um, mm, I don't know. I, mm. I'm sporadic. You know, like right. I, I came out here for this weekend at Levity. Then I'm going to hang out with some friends. My friends, they run the Dream Hotel downtown mm. by Meatpacking. My friend Noah and Jason, they own like Lavo and Tao and, and all these big marquee and yeah. stuff like that. Noah Tepperberg's like so fucking funny. This little Jewish guy. I was actually his first celebrity because I've been coming to New York for so many years mm-hmm. and he's like a promoter kind of guy but then him and his partner they like bought in all this stuff so they have part of the dream hotel so I just stay down there and I'm going to take a couple meetings and hang out with some friends and then from here I go to uh, Chicago mm-hmm. and I'll be be there but wherever you go it always just seems like you know you're welcome you know what I mean like mm. you have that connection that wherever you go mm. It's almost like a hometown guy. Yeah, it's funny. I was in Bangkok, Thailand, and it was the same thing. Isn't that I weird? was weird because I went by myself. I, I was going to take him, uh-huh. but he didn't want to go because he had happened, some Sandy? stuff. I had some <laughs> career stuff going on. Oh, yeah. okay. He'd rather do that than go yeah. with Pauly Shore to Bangkok. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, I, no, I understood. He was just he was doing... It was not an easy decision to make. Right. Did the career stuff work out? Uh, some of it. Yeah. it you know, it, it, with all the entertainment industry stuff, it's like... You have a meeting over something, and then it, you don't know if it's going to work out for like another year and a half. Right. But it always feels good. It yeah, feels yeah. like something really good just happened, and I'll get that phone call. Right. No, you never leave someplace going, well, that didn't click. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It always feels like it just clicked. It's like, okay. Yeah. This is life changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to Bangkok and I was just there. I went by myself mm-hmm. and I went to Phuket and Bang- I never been to Thailand. Have you been to Thailand? No. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's and you, great. It's but great. you were just wandering around by yourself, huh? Well, I had one friend out there, but then once he showed me the ropes and I was kind of by myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's, you know, everything's super cheap. People are super nice. The food is super good. The beaches are gorgeous. No yeah. one, everyone's just very, 
It's kind of like Hawaii on steroids. You know what I mean? Right. Just very mellow. And, um, and then every once in a while you hear about something horrible that happened to an American. Though. That's yeah, well, the if thing. You, but that's the thing is if you do something bad over there, you're <laughs> right. fucked. Right. You know what I mean? You can't, like, as long as you obey their rules, you're yeah. cool. But if you start smoking herb or trying to buy drugs, you're fucked. Right. You can't, you can't do that type of shit over there. But how do you know someone isn't going to just say that you're buying well, drugs? Well, then you're fucked. Yeah. You just got to be cool. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a, I have a, uh, I mean, I hate to segue into what I have coming out just because you might forget. Go ahead, Is segue. that okay? Because sometimes you people are like, well, what do you have coming out? Like, they <laughs> like shit, I wanted to probably plug that. Yeah. Um, I have a, um, a, first of all, I have a podcast coming out, uh, cool. which is cool. Um, you know, obviously everyone has one. Right. But I was, I started about, what was it, seven, eight months ago or something? Yeah. About seven, eight months ago, it I kind of in the fall definitely yeah. and then I, I just banked a whole bunch of interviews I got about 25 interviews in the can mm-hmm. and I've edited them and I put them together and I'm pretty excited about it it's called Polly Shore's Interested and uh, you know I've interviewed everyone on it so I'm pretty excited that should be out probably late summer early fall and just follow me on Twitter which is just at Polly Shore and then I also have a documentary film that I've been working on for a while that's coming out um, at the LA downtown LA Film Festival it premieres on July 14th and then it'll be out on show time this year it's what's, a really cool documentary what's it about uh it's called polisher stands alone and it's basically it's a documentary um it's the first time that i did did a uh one of my projects where i'm not kind of winking at the camera mm-hmm. like everything you see is real there's nothing fake it's not like a mockumentary and it's basically um sandy you've seen it you tell them what it is it's just basically a profile of paulie's life on the road yeah about life in but between on a cold things, Midwestern tour. Yeah, it's it's like a like a two week tour of him, not taking anybody with him, just going from town to town. Like a lot of the times, people think, "Oh, you're on tour. You're taking private jets everywhere. Right. You know, you're staying in five star hotels." But a lot of the time, you're not. You're not, yeah. and you're just renting a car. And you're driving from Podunk Town to Podunk Town, yeah. staying in their nicest hotel, which is usually like, you know, like yeah. a Holiday Inn Express, if you're lucky. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, there's there's the contrast of it being Polly Shore and people recognizing him wherever he goes. But then it's just this guy. He's just this guy, you know, right. like everybody else. And he's living a regular life and he's just alone. And then, yeah, and there's stuff that, um, there's stuff that comes out with my family, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, cause at the time when we filmed the documentary, I was moving my mom. My mom, you know, yeah. Mitzi Shore, she, no, most people that know me from Biodome or Son in Law and Sino Man or MTV, they don't know that I grew up around comedy. Mm-hmm. You do, the comics yeah. do. <laughs> So she has Parkinson's, um, and she's been sick for a while. So how I'm dealing with that, which is fucked. It's the worst fucking disease. I hope sure. I don't get that shit. And um, isn't it weird how it makes you nervous too about yourself? Of course, knowing that it's in your family, yeah, everybody yeah, does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, so you know, we come to find out she's not just my mom; she's the mom for the comedian. So that's extra pressure. Yeah. And um, and you kind of just find out who I really am. Yeah. In this kind of two week span on the road, but it's really funny as well. There's just so so many bizarre so it, I, it, the, the the movie takes place in in 
in Wisconsin, but it's really the most obscure towns right. that most people haven't heard. Like Antigo, Wisconsin, Wausau, Wisconsin. Yeah. Like if you ever see like touring documentaries, it's always like New York, yeah. LA, Chicago. Yeah. It's like every town that I go but, to, it just but, gets worse. But really, it's like Fond du Lac and on and on and on. Like We've that, been to you know? places in Canada that yeah. Canadians don't even know. Yeah. The Canadians like, don't know. Like yeah. Slave Lake. Yeah. We went to a place called Slave Lake. Because you so, can, because you're not even forced just to play comedy clubs. You can play pretty much anywhere. anywhere yeah. So yeah. That, that's the thing is a lot of these venues, they're not comedy clubs. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of these venues are connected to a bowling alley or connected to a yeah. <laughs> just a, a hall, you know? And mm-hmm. I feature each town and the people in each town as much as I feature me in the documentary. So when but you it watch seems, it, yeah. you're going, fuck, look at those fucking towns. <laughs> yeah, but it seems yeah. like you, you're more reflective now. Mm. Is it be from the documentary, or is this something you've been going back and looking at your you know, your life? I'm kind of looking at my yeah. life right now and kind of looking how awesome it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But how, also how knowing because your mom is sick yeah, yeah. and going back to how strange that was. I mean, it really is a lot of shit coming it's, together for, for yeah, you at it's the same time. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a disease like anyone that has parkinson's out there that's listening or knows someone's that has Parkinson's, it's a disease that you can have forever mm-hmm. like michael j fox and like uh um muhammad, you know, ali. muhammad ali all these people that america knows but as long as you have care you're good right but it's still fucked right. it's like you can't do shit on parkinson's like once it gets bad yeah like you can't feed yourself you can't shower yourself you can't do yeah. anything. Well, there's all yeah. different levels, levels of it. That, Some people, yeah. they seem to slide along for decades. Yeah. Yeah. And other people, it hits real fast. Yeah. And, that's, and it's that, tiring. And yeah. it's stressful on the family. And, right. And me and my brothers, you know, we were fighting and all this shit. And it just like turns yeah. into this whole thing. How's that worked out now, though? I mean, I'm talking to them both. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and my one brother, Pete, we talk all the time on email because it's about the business. And, mm-hmm. and we joke around here and there. My, my other brother... Um, you know, we're, it's kind of a strange, you know? Yeah. Yes. Well, family's the strangest thing when you really yeah. think about it. I mean, just you're connected to somebody that you didn't sign up for right. <laughs> and everybody's connected to each other and you look around and go, well, there's a baby here. There's an old person. No one has anything in common. Right. And there you are Stuck eating, with each yeah, other. eating these dinners together. <laughs> going, we would never hang out. Ever. We would never hang out. <laughs> right. And here we are forcing like, why weren't you there? You, and you're like, because I yeah. don't want to be with yeah. you. Can you imagine yeah. being in one of those families with like 16 kids too? Yeah, you know, and with, that's with that kind of dynamic. Like yeah. you don't want to be that's there with anyone. But anyways. at least then you could get lost in the crowd. Yeah, you know, when it's true. just a couple. Yeah, you like know, four you're or all five, sitting, yeah. Isn't it weird too? Like you'll go back and people sit at their old seats at the table. Yeah, you're like, what is wrong with us? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Still holding on to shit from when you're like yeah. ten and twelve. Yeah, and the relationship that I have with my dad is just weird. It is. It, yeah, it's weird. You know, just well, he was. You know. He was there, yeah. but yet he's mad at me for choosing my mom's side. Right. You know, well, well guess what? She was the one that raised me. Like, yeah. I was with her. Well, then he was yeah. always competitive with you. Like, Very much Like, so. a lot of people, you, you would normally think, you know, the kid hits, isn't this great? And then mm-hmm. I remember seeing stuff. He'd be like, you know, I'm very funny. And he, and you're yeah. just like, let, you know, just yeah. be the dad for a while. Yeah. 
And it's still that way. Yeah. And he's 87. <laughs> he's 87. It's hysterical. He'll, he'll die that way. He'll be in his fucking <laughs> casket. That motherfucker. Yeah. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, the, the, because Mitzi got the store early on and oh, yeah. that became, you know. Well, the thing is, like, you know, when they, they went to, they went to court. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Over the store and the right. business and the whole thing with the divorce. And sh- he says, that he gave her the comedy store. She says that they fought in it and that she won it. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter because how it ended, it ended. You know, she took it and made it to what it is, and he got nothing. Mm-hmm. See, he's fucking retarded. You know what I mean? Because he could have gotten a piece. Sure. And say, hey, you know what? Cool, you run it, blah, 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 but give me 10% the rest of my life. And he'd been set. He'd that would have been set. great. Yeah. yeah. And he um, kicks himself in the ass all the time for that. Well, can you imagine you're this comic and you're out there? Well, slugging. he came up with yeah. it, though. Him and his partner, Rudy. Yeah. Rudy DeLuca and him. And I actually interviewed my dad. The cool part about my podcast, which is totally different than anyone else's podcast, is what I'll do is I'll interview someone. And then whoever I feel would make sense, I'll grab another person. And that other person will kind of comment on the interview. So, for instance, like I interviewed my dad uh-huh. about his life and the whole thing in the store and blah 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 and then i got rudy to listen to the interview and kind of comment afterwards you know what i mean right. or like i had uh who else did i have it's like I a had... fucking director's cut in real exactly. time exactly yeah. so i had uh i had uh kitty bruce lenny bruce's daughter yeah i interview her about lenny and the whole thing and then mark maron comments on that right you know because mark no one's was... memory is complete right. you know what i mean yeah no one's memory. yeah and they'll add and then i did yeah. uh, arsenio hall and then i had paul rodriguez comment on that uh-huh. so i have you know the people that make sense comment on that and brings up more stuff. Now, um, you meet those guys, too, that either owe your mom their career right. or are resentful for something right. because she was loved and feared. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah, 100%. She was loved and feared. Yeah, 100%. It's funny. There's this kid. What's the kid, Josh, that sleeps in his car in the parking lot? Josh Martin. Yeah. He... um. You know, he speaks with a stutter, really sweet kid. You know, he's a store kid. And, you know, he uh, he came up to me the other day, just last week. He's like, I saw your mom. She was uh, she was here with Alfred. Alfred's her caregiver. Mm-hmm. And they pulled in, you know. He goes, she, he, she scares me. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, dude, she's not even speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. She still yeah. scares me. So people, you know, um, she just, you know, she had an opinion about, about, she was very hardcore. Right. Like her thing was like, you know, she never supported mediocre talent. She like, if she thought that you were in, eh, she would just kind of like get rid of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not, you know what I mean? Um, so she was just very, um, I don't know. I think she's, you know, I mean, you talk to like Louis Anderson and Robin and all these guys, like how she was, you know, just about, um, how hardcore she was, you know what I mean? About like, you know, it's almost like if you were thinking of Quentin Tarantino or like Spike Lee, you know, they have a vision yeah. for their movie. You know, she had a vision for her comics. You know? And because of that, because TV came in and took those comics, that personality of hers started to shape comedy because that's the people she gave air she 100%. gave stage time to then those people got on tv yeah, and she was cool with it though yeah. she wasn't like jamie masada at the laugh factory who mm-hmm. like wants to manage and control your career the rest right. of your life she was always about the development and then see you later right like you know what i mean she always said look look if i manage these people i would be a trillionaire you know what i mean think about jim carrey or yeah. you know like think about jim carrey's young he comes off the fucking greyhound he would have signed anything out the, yeah he would have signed anything yeah you know but she wasn't about that yeah 
Well, it's good to see you guys come in here, man. I'm glad you're doing good. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, so, watch out for the documentary. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, yeah, I'm gonna definitely. We're big on documentaries here. Oh yeah. So I'll. Get, You'll love it, dude. We it, should screen it out here. Man. Yeah, let's It'd be do fucking it. Fucking cool. Man. Yeah, we'll hook something up. Yeah, like some festival or some like small whatever, and do like a screening. I want to screen it out in New York. Would Great. Be cool. That'd be sick. Polly Shore at Levity Live in West Nyack. What a great yeah. gig you have. You yeah. just come in at the end and say a couple fucking words. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? He's got a cool mustache. Yeah. And you that's like it. it. Half and it's of a... it, though. Half of it's rocking. Oh, I don't, yeah. I like, yeah. The, yeah. I like the twirled side. I don't like the other side. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the other side won't cooperate in this yeah. humidity. <laughs> So Polly Shore is going to be at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York tonight uh, and Saturday night. And Sandy Danto. Along with Sandy, uh, Sandy Danto. And uh, you can get tickets at LevityLive.com. Find out all about Polly Shore's tour at PollyShore.com. Watch for the podcast. Polly Shore is interested later this year and July 14th. Available on Showtime. Polly Shore Stands Alone, the new documentary. No, no it's, it's, the, it's the festival. Oh, that's the festival on the July festival, 14th. And it comes out on Showtime later this year. Okay, and at yeah. Polly Shore on Twitter. And if you guys are at Schaumburg, I'll be at Schaumburg Improv next week. Cool. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Bye. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Um, I didn't realize this, but um, you got your feelings hurt by Polly today, Fez? Yeah, yeah, just the shot. Uh, I'm trying to give him a nice plug and not good enough, and then a shot of, oh, you you just come in and do the plug. Mm. I thought it was just mean. When I'm trying to cover everything, he goes in a million different directions. Horizon wireless. Well, I guess he thought it was weird that you just did a plug. He said it was a good gig, though. Yeah, it was positive. It was like a, yeah, a compliment. He does go in a lot of different directions, but he's an interesting cat. He really is. Like, he's had, you know, I mean, we're sitting here on Raw Dog talking about comedy. As a baby, you know, he knew the most famous comedians of the last 30 years. I and they babysat him. It's fucking crazy. I, I love The Weasel. I saw all of his movies in theaters. I would make, but I was like, "You're a giant fan." <laughs> yeah. Was, well, he was big. Yeah. He was big, and then you hate to say you were big, but you know, but he still makes all kinds of weird movies and shit. And I definitely want to see this documentary. It sounds great. He wants us to get a screening for him on the East Coast. At least that's where he is right now. We were shaking hands, going like, "Yeah, we're gonna fucking red carpet this thing." The steel, but I done. get caught up in the second. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> me with a check. Promise anything. I get all caught up in that moment. But then I came back, and I didn't know that you were you were pissed over the. What did you say? You were just plug guy. 
Yeah, yeah, that that was it. And when you're doing something nice for someone and trying to include things that we weren't even told he was promoting. Yeah, but you said it was on Showtime and it wasn't. It was something. You fucked it up pretty bad. It's coming out on Showtime later this year. Yeah, but you fucked it up real bad and you ruined everything. And so. Hurt his feelings. Yeah, you hurt his feelings and your neck is fine. So you don't have any other problems. My neck is is damaged and it needs surgery. No, it's fine. So everything is great. And then you shouldn't, you know. But I will give you this. You didn't have an on-air fight with this guest because you've been doing that a lot lately who's the fights he's had recently all right jason nash yeah and then this week gino bisconte i've got an idea for a theme show right we bring in jason nash and gino bisconte hey jason nash his uh, movie drops tuesday right yeah i saw it on filtered excellence that shouldn't be on filter i don't see where that's excellence i'm i have seen the movie I cannot believe the stars that he put together for this movie. I know it's got a. It's ton fantastic, of, but he's but just know when you're watching it uh, that it's fil- it's starring and directed by a very rude person. Uh, that busy Phillips, I've always loved too, and she's in this. Yeah, John Benjamin's in it. Rob yeah. Corddry, Andrew Daly, David Koechner, T.J. Miller. Pat Oswalt, yeah. Andy Richter, Nick Swartzen, Paul Tompkins. Like it just keeps going. There's more. It's fantastic. And uh, that drops on uh, Tuesday. I think you can kind of see it online, right? Yeah, that's, um, I guess it's on Amazon and ComedyCentral.com direct. Great. Let's make sure we remember that for Tuesday. Yeah, I like him. I'd just like to see Tuesday go by without a mention of it. Just uh, Here's um, Travis. Travis, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Fez, I was just kind of wondering why you get mad at somebody for calling you out for exactly what you are. I ain't trying to be rude, but that's exactly what you did. You were plug king at the end of the interview. Yeah, but he's rude about it when I'm doing a very nice plug for him. He wasn't being rude. You just said, man, you got a great gig. How is that rude? There's something really sweet about him, too. Like, you just kind of want to take care of Paulie. Oh, hell yeah. And he's very honest. He's extremely honest. Like, crazy honest. Um... Here's uh, Alex. Alex, you're on the Running Fez show. Yeah, Fez, it's the goddamn truth, man. I mean, he pointed you out for what it is. You don't say a word all the whole show. Well, then, then he, the end- he doesn't even let me get out his plug before he's rudely interrupting, like uh, some sort of West Coast chihuahua Be nice. jumping around that, in here. You know what? That's your meds that you're taking. I like him. I like him a lot. I'm sorry that you uh, felt hurt by him because i don't think he meant it that way he said you got a great gig he was happy for you feds no he wasn't he was being Fezzy, snide he, I, I think that you just it's it's the neck thing which by the way i wish you would have fucking sided with me so i didn't look like a crazy person making fun of you yesterday because i want to keep the operation because it's a scary operation and chris it's 20 minutes of the video yeah. of cutting into and pulling out of and all that oh my god if you want to see it first have me watch it for him it's not a you know a comfortable thing fez is going to have done and I guess you're in like a very minor amount of pain every day? No, I'm in a huge amount of pain every day. Why? Because my neck has collapsed on my neck bone thought, has collapsed onto my nerve that's going down my arm to my fingertips. Your neck bone collapsed upon your nerve bone. So that's the only filtered excellence this week is the John Nash is getting uh Jason Nash. Jason Nash is getting married. Um Blowhard wants to give us an update on Costa Rica today. 
Costa Rica, they beat those Italians, those weasels. And now if we have Uruguay beat the Italians, they go home. And as of today's victory, the English go home. So the world is changing. This always gets to me. Do you know how much the Europeans make fun of us for playing games? You know, we've got to beat like the Costa Ricos and... Tabangos and the, 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 the Trinidad's and yeah, and they're always saying you fucking playing nobody. I'm sorry, they knock both you assholes out of this thing. Peace out. Amazing. I think I got a new favorite team in Costa Rica. The little tiny, you know, it's a poor nation. They don't even have an army, and uh, I think I have a new favorite team now. I think I, I want to see them do well. Uh, Fez loves it down there too. You know why? Why is that? You can fuck kids. Oh, let's, let's go. Um, That's why uh, I like Costa Rica. You're a kid fucker. And yeah. by the way, guys, uh, shout out to Photoshop Mike. He had spinal surgery yesterday. You might want to talk to him, Fez. Maybe you caught it from him, Fez. He's um, yeah. He's been having issues with his back and his spine for a long time, and he. Everybody says don't get surgery, don't get surgery, but he researched it and. Uh, I hope he's recuperating at home, relaxing, chilling out. Because well, I think everyone wants you not to get surgery if you can do anything, but right. um, uh, you know that that you want to you want to avoid surgery if you can help it. But in this case, Fez has to have surgery, correct? Yeah, that's what the surgeon said. The arms. Oh, the surgeon's wor- always going to say that. <laughs> the dope dealer also said you should take dope. You looked around other places, though, right? If you could do something else? Yes. I know yesterday you were a little upset because our guest said that you could beat this, t- uh, this diabetes thing nine years ago if you would have changed your diet. And he was mad at you for taking the pills and having the heart attacks. Yeah, Eddie Brill was uh, furious with me, it seemed like. Hey, Fezzi, is this why you're like you're a little ultra sensitive because of the pain? Because you never let these guys bother you in the past. I've never heard you get mad at a guest. I think he's a little ultra sensitive right now. Yeah, I think he is. I think... I think the neck is bothering him into. It's not that it's changed his attitude. It's just it's made the ends. You know, it's made the line. You know, a lot closer. Like when a no lion teams. in the zoo has a toothache, he just wants. What to do you mean it. by that? What? No, sound, like, I'm a zoo animal. Well, it sounds like you were. No, like when an animal is injured or has like sometimes like. I have a friend who's a vet, and they say that a lot of times when animals have, like, toothaches or problems, they just don't respond nicely to anything. They just bite anything that comes near them, and they're ready to attack because they're in pain. So am I being uh, ultra-sensitive, no. or is he telling me I should go to a vet? Just no, joking. Uh, we're going to move on, Blower. Blower, I don't, I don't want to get back into it today. All right, but, go you know, USA this weekend, Ronnie. Have a good weekend, guys. Yeah, I don't even want to bring it up because Hicks opened up his jinx hole. And, and seriously, if they fucking... If everything doesn't go the way I want, don't even come in here on Monday. Just stay in fucking Boston, your goddamn new home away from home. I don't like you to... I don't mind if you fuck with somebody else's thing, but you know I care about these guys. I won't even watch. You already said something jinxy. Uh, and then you didn't set up Paulie, and he doesn't know what to do with headphones and all these. His ADD exploded. So he takes it out on me? Shelby. Yo, I may make you super executive producer in charge of Chris oh. and Fez. You'll only answer to Molly. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking topsy turvy. Right, Switzerland, France is starting in ten minutes. And seriously, by the way, I would never bet on fucking soccer because anything can happen. You know? I mean, really, you're just kicking a ball around. Half the goals seem like they're accidents. 
Well, there they a lot of times that does happen, but it's almost like a you know you can say in football, oh a fumble, no wonder you scored the touchdown, you got a fumble. It is true that these poor coaches in football they're all the time, and then a pick and a fumble is what normally settles. You know, a game, some odd mistake. The English coach yesterday was—it was hysterical. At the end of it, he just looked just destroyed. He was just checking. There was a shot. I'm just checking his watch just to see, you know, when is this fucking over? You don't know. He might have a Dick Tracy watch. He might be getting fucking messages from someone. Are you saying Fez doesn't have a watch? Yes. Fez, what else is out there in the news? Let's bring you in a little bit. You know what? Let's strike back at Paulie rather than get mad at him. Sure. Let's bring you in with some content. Well, this Fez Watley, content provider. The CIA, Big Fez, always bringing the stuff in. Mm-hmm. The CIA story about their scary Osama bin Laden action figure. This was a plot that the CIA was trying to do in uh, Pakistan in 2005. Pakistan. They brought in a guy from Hasbro. To design an Osama bin Laden uh, action figure where it was heat sensitive, and when it warmed up, Osama's face turned into a scary demon face. And the idea was to scare Pakistani kids, make Osama look like a demon, and scare them away from Al-Qaeda. This would have driven any kid to Al-Qaeda that got one of these. Yeah, I would have liked it, too. I agree with you. This is the coolest toy ever. Uh, um, Fez, I can't agree with you because of 9-11. But I see why you side with those people. But I was here at 9-11. I don't like it. I'm not siding with the terrorists. You just said it was the coolest toy ever. I'm saying that our government went and made the coolest toy ever. I'd I'd smack it out of my kids' hands if I saw them playing with it. For Pakistan? Look at Liam over there. Who's Liam bringing in? Some porn star. Mm, sweet. That's a sweet life. Yeah, that is a porn star. And then, you notice they just turn off the lights in there? They They're, shut their lights down. They don't like them. They're living the life. So you're saying that you want kids to like Osama Bin Laden, Fez? No, not at I'm all. I'm confused then. I don't want our government to hatch a plot that will make kids fall in love with the action figure. But we never did it, right? No, they, they, well, it's disputed. One CIA operative said there was only three of these ever made and they were prototypes. Uh, someone else reported that, yeah, these things started getting dropped off in Pakistan for kids to play with. We would have seen one by now. You know, those be all over eBay. Yeah, those kids have cell phones too. They just be posting them up on Twitter. But they're just making them look like the devil, right, Fez? That that was the plan. It was Are called Devilize Osama bin Laden. Okay. When you were a kid, did you like the devil? No, I didn't. Well, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Well, unfortunately, when I was a kid, we didn't have Star Wars, and this is a Darth Maul action figure. This looks like they took George Lucas's toys. Yeah, but do you think the kids like Darth Maul, or they're afraid of him? Kids are going to love Star Wars toys. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you were a kid, a little kid when that happened, wouldn't you have been afraid of Darth Maul? Uh, maybe little I, I thought he kids. was fucking scary. I was scared of shit of Darth Maul. Yeah. And then he was only in it for five minutes. I so know, but he happy. was fucking good. They should have made the whole thing about him. His horns coming out of his head? But I thought he was scary as hell. And his fifth I thought minute, he was they, one... they cut Go him ahead. in half. What is that, Fez? 
in his fifth minute, they cut him in half. All right, fun fact. Uh, I would have been fucking frightened if I was a little kid. And you were, Shelby? Yeah, he like freaked me out. Just he had like a double lightsaber going on. He was not like the other. Wait, someone yeah. just wrote in. Is that like Darth Vader? Are there a lot of Darths? <laughs> How do you become a Darth, Shelby, in the in the Star Wars world? I think you. Yeah, something bad has to happen to you, so you have to just... Something fucks up that turns you into a Darth. You don't just, you know, um, the, all these other positions are filled, I'll just become a Darth. <laughs> no, that can't no, be it. Shelby, the Shelby doesn't know what he's talking Do about. Do you know? Look, there's a secret Dark Order of Dark Jedi Knights called the Sith. Uh-huh. Now, there's a Sith Order. There's going to be two Sith Dark Jedi Lords, right? Right. So there's one, the Master, and then there's the Apprentice. So the ma- his Master was Emperor Palpatine, and then he he was recruited by Palpatine to become his dar- his like uh, Jedi Dark Jedi Apprentice. And he was going to be the next head of the Sith. Yeah, but he would have to kill the 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 Emperor. Well, then why would you ever want that guy around? Because they still need some help doing evil shit. Yeah, but you're getting some of the help that's going to fucking kill you eventually. <laughs> I would never. These darts don't seem to think things out too well. If you were such a Star Wars expert, you'd know it was Palpatine. Whatever. One of you guys is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Darth Maul doesn't look like anything bad happened to him. He just looks like he was born bad. I don't know. Maybe it was like an evil spell. He's all tatted up in his face and skull. He's like some crazy bastard does that. Something happened in his fucking past to get him end up that way, you know? Yeah. They say a lot of people that bad shit happened to are the ones with the face tattoos. They even try to say that tattooing itself is a sign of abuse. Wow, I never heard of that. Heavy, heavy tattooing, yeah. It's almost like you're a cutter and you can't stop being a cutter. It's like you want to cover yourself up so that you don't yeah. have to think about your molestation. Did you ever like date a girl that was a cutter? No, but I, I knew girls who were cutters, though, that were fucking psychopathic. Psychopath or hot? <laughs> sometimes hot, sometimes totally crazy. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> I get it. We're going to take all the scissors out of the fucking room. Danielle. I'll just have fucking razor blades laying around. Pins. I got some plate glass for your room. I know a fat girl who used to cut himself with a paper clip. He was a scratcher. That just seems like it feels good. But I'm not going to give her name out. Because everybody knows it. (laughs) You know exactly who she is. Um... Here's uh, David. You're on the Run and Face show. Hey, I was always afraid of Darth Brooks. You know, How come no one's ever done a Darth Brooks all? fucking character? That's hysterical. <laughs> I got friends in the Empire. Um, the big Star Wars thing isn't even going to come out for like two years, and yet there's a movie on it every day every, and, there, and there will be up, leading up to it past it because now Disney just has I think they've what scheduled they've scheduled for the next like five or six years all the different movies are going to come out and TV shows and cartoons uh, here's uh, Lewis here on the Run of Fez show hey what's up guys yeah, um, I just want to agree with uh, what Pepper was saying and also with the uh, the master and the apprentice the master wants the apprentice to whack him that's like that's part of their thing like they expect them that when they get powerful enough to kill him so so why is that a good thing to them I don't know. They're, they're, they're crazy motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they are crazy motherfuckers. There's no way around it. 
I'm a crazy bitch. <laughs> On the uh, iBang, uh, meme from the headlines is up there today. It's, where is Pope Francis? So the Pope, uh, the Vatican announced that the Pope is taking some time off during July, away from his regular duties. And so it's uh, talking about what is, where has Pope Francis gone to now that he's missing from his regular Vatican work? Um, G-Baby wants to help us out with the, uh, with the darts. Hey, G-Baby. Yeah, guys, uh, I got a spy report. Spy report? Goddamn right we got a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Jermaine here on the news. Well, finally, you guys are talking about Star Wars. Uh, Deadline just broke the news that the writer and director of Star Wars 8 and 9 have just been announced, and it's Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson? He's a guy from Looper. Looper. Yes. What is this, going to be a looping Star Wars? I don't know. I I heard that, you know, J.J. Abrams, you know, making 7 now, had... They had a lot of problems with him. He has very, very uh, assertive, and uh, I guess they were talking to a lot, a lot of people to do the next couple. They have the guys doing Godzilla doing a spinoff. They have the guy who did Chronicle doing a spinoff, and now they have the guy who did, you know, Looper and Brick doing episodes eight and nine. It's not a hundred percent official yet until StarWars.com says it, but I'm going to take good. it as a hundred percent official. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. And then also, so Jermaine Lassier just gave it to us, uh, directing Star Wars 8 and 9, Christopher Guest. Spy report. <laughs> wow. Spy report. Uh, how's things with you, G-Baby? Are you enjoying your summer blockbusters? Is it happening for you? Uh, yes, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It, it hasn't been uh, too spectacular. I think my favorite one's probably been Jump Street, as of right now. Um, but, uh, you know, seeing Transformers next week, which I know you're very excited about. I am. I'm rocking for that. You know, I actually read that Americans like comedies more than action films, but the action films play stronger. But if you ask most Americans what kind of movie they want to go see, they always say a comedy. I wouldn't have believed that. I thought we were all about comic book movies now. I don't know. I think when you're talking, I mean, I think that's true of kids. But do you want to go out and see a comic book movie? Would that be a date film for you? Comedies even le- you end up talking more about comedies. I think you see, you you tell people go see this comedy more than you ever see an action film because an action film just has a formula now where, and shit's blowing up. But so do romantic comedies. Did you see Jermaine? Um, uh, did you see they came together yet? I did see it. And it is goes to show, I mean, the entire thing is funny because they're just showing shit that comes up in every romantic comedy. Yeah, exactly. And I, I actually didn't love it that much. It just went, you know, I, it always takes me a while to get into a David Wayne movie just because they're so out there. And, uh-huh. they, and they came together as just, there's, it's just bit after bit after bit. And it's, you know. It's almost like a 90-minute SNL skit. It's pretty crazy. Uh, definitely funny, but... You know what it reminded me of is Steve Martin's uh, Lonely Guy, you know, where it was more focusing on jokes than anything else. But at least it's better than, like, Scary Movie and all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, much smarter, way better cast. I'll tell you a movie that you guys are going to really like, and it's not uh, a romantic comedy, but uh, I finally saw Richard Linklater's Boyhood. I definitely want to see this. It's it's 
Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, this, he shot it over 12 years with the same cast as they grew up, and it is uh, it, it, yeah, it's very, 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 very special. It's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's a terrific, I would go so far to say, underrated filmmaker. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, his biggest hit was The School of Rock, you know, which people don't even associate with him. I don't. Yeah, and, you know, because a movie like Days Confused, which, you know, you'll watch every single time that it's on, you'll quote it, wasn't a big hit. So, yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, yeah, absolutely underrated. But he's doing this sort of thing with time and movies now. You look at the, you know, Before Midnight and the other two movies and now Boyhood. He's really trying different things. Yeah, he's a very interesting guy. Extremely interesting guy. Um, so you're liking your summer movies, uh, and you're thinking it's, it's, it just seemed like there hasn't been that big summer movie that everyone's talking about, you know? No, well, I remember when again, Batman came out, you had to fucking hear about it constantly, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I hate coming back to it, but I said the summer is going to be a little weak. I mean, I think, I think Guardians is going to be something people are talking about, hopefully. Um, I think... Uh, there's, uh, I'm blanking on some other stuff, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't think Jump Street is a movie that's going to have some legs and, but all the other big movies, Spider-Man, X-Men, Godzilla had big openings and then crashed. And I, like, yeah. some of them are even across like 200 million. It's pretty cr- here. Internationally, they're all massive hits. So Apatow's boys are kind of running the summer, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Neighbors and, uh, in Jump Street, both, uh, pretty massive. And then they have the interview coming out, Rogan and uh, Goldberg in October, which was really uh-huh. funny. Yeah, the comedy the comedy is big. And there's still a couple more comedies coming out uh, over the next couple weeks and months, like big ones. All right, my man. All right, so Ryan Johnson, you heard it here first. Ryan Johnson, you heard of Jermaine Lassier. All right. Laid it on you. Uh, by the way, you watching uh, World Cup at all, G-Baby? Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, yeah, I, I pop it on the in the background. Who are you picking? Who's your other than USA pick? You know what? I, I honestly don't know enough about it. I just kind of, I'm learning as I go. I only watch soccer during the World Cup, but I'm pissed at Pepper Hicks because, yeah, what he said. Yeah, he's that. fucking, oh, I'm so yeah. pissed. All right, buddy, talk to you later. Later, buddy. Peace. Love the G, baby. Breaking stories one over another. Uh, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez, hey, did I hear you say that they picked comedies over action? I think people say that they prefer comedies over action. Doesn't mean that they actually do that. But I don't think you really want to take a chick to uh, an action film, right? I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather go to an action film with a chick. I mean, you get her all hot up thinking you're somebody, you know, tough and rugged. I mean, I can make out and do whatever at home and... But I think people go to the movies nowadays for the movie, to go see something on the big screen. I mean, I can laugh just as hard at home as I could in a movie theater. Yeah, I think it's a totally different situation, just like watching stand-up at home compared to watching it. All right, Chris, what do you have there? Okay, so this is the, this, these are the numbers. Yeah. 20, 74%... Would rather go see would say they go see Jump Street versus twenty seven percent of saying they'll see Made Spider Man two. Yeah, but what what movie did more? Big uh, fucking Jump Street is not three times bigger than Spider Man. That's insane talk. 
Right, far, all right, the domestic department made two hundred million. Right, so you you don't even know what you're talking about. What you're saying is whether that's a domestic thing versus the international thing, where international will make up more of an action movies thing. That's not people predict, picking Jump Street over Spider Man. That's completely different. Um, let's go over here to Jack. Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I'm yeah. like just about every other rube who uh, couldn't give two shits about soccer until the World Cup comes along, and now I can't get enough of it. Yeah. And I'm curious if you saw any of the 30 for 30 documentaries on, on soccer leading up to the World Cup. Uh, which ones are you talking about? Um, specifically, the two Escobars about the... Uh, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. And, uh, well, how about Hillsborough? Which, see Hillsborough? Uh, no, I don't think I saw that one. It was about the the crushing in the soccer stadium. And, and no, I wouldn't watch that. I can't watch that. It's fucking heartbreaking. But also, um, the story of uh, Chile's preparation for the World Cup in 1970, I believe it was 1970, they had a really good uh, team going, but the political pressures there and the rise of Pinochet and a couple of the players on the Chilean national team who stood in opposition to Pinochet, uh, really, it's a, it's also a heartbreaking story. And uh, the th- asked, yeah, uh, the thirty for thirties, uh, very uh, strong. I Fez, I know you don't follow Republican politics as much as you used to, right? But Mitt Romney's not running, are they? They're putting up his numbers in New Hampshire on Fox. There was some poll out where people, where Republicans in New Hampshire want Romney to run again in two thousand sixteen. Wow. They think that is their best choice to go. We were just sitting here talking the other day, saying it seems like Romney should have went away by now and hasn't. He's going to run again? He, his, Him and his wife have both said, no way, never again. But he's doing everything that a candidate would do, uh, including getting polled in New Hampshire. That's weird. That's, I guess they're thinking Chris Christie, maybe with the Bridgegate thing, is already tarnished. Whatever. I mean, I'm not holding it against them. Hey, Austin, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's really good, Ronnie? Fezzy, are you there? Right here. What can we do for you? Where's Paul Obin? I haven't heard from him in a while. We're talking movies. I started thinking. Uh, I'd like to hear from Paul O pretty soon. I got news for you. I get emails from Paul O saying that he doesn't hear back from Chris and Fez. And he doesn't understand why. And he's saying, "Look, if you don't want me on the show, you know, just tell me." And I'm, I'm saying, and I actually just had this conversation last week. I said, "Paul, as long as I have a show anywhere I'm at, you're welcome." But is there some reason that you guys won't contact him anymore? Is it because the you're afraid he's going to come up and he should come up and take care of you when you get hurt? Oh God, no. That would be the worst thing ever. I would turn my neck the around. The only time you were happy as a gay is when you had Polo. It's the only time that you were making any breakthrough. So you had you up speaking in front of people. You had interaction with other gay men. Yeah. Then why aren't you speaking to him? He just sends me his music. I need to get in touch with him. That's oversight on my part. Fez, you're the guy who's his friend. You should be on this. Stop fucking around with that Michael who's apparently not going to give you anything. Well, I'm not going to sleep with Michael. Michael's dating somebody and he doesn't realize he's dating them. 
What's that mean, Fuzz? He thinks it's just a friend thing going on. It's a dating thing. Your sounds like your heart's a little broke. Well, you know me. I st- I tend to you know I get a little jealous. I get a little crush on people. Right. And I try not to do that. Yeah. But I don't. Uh, yeah. But yeah. This guy, Michael, is dating this guy. But Michael was dating somebody when we met him. Yeah, yeah, and... Is it the same guy? No, it's a different guy. This is a new guy. So, you wanted Michael to date you? I I wouldn't say I wanted Michael to date me, but... Blow you. That wouldn't be bad. I don't understand what we're saying here. Um... No, because I do get jealous when I see somebody, yeah, I hang out with Michael and then someone comes along and then already passes me up because then I feel like, oh God, I'm not gay enough. Do you feel like Michael's toying with you? I I feel when he says he's not dating this guy, that's like toying with me in a way of like, Fez is very naive about gay things. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll tell him that, and then Fez won't feel slighted or jealous when it's kind of, when it looks obvious to me. Right. So you hang out where with him? Um, usually in the West Village, like going to dinner or um, brunch. So it's always food related. It's always food related. It's never been like a club of hey, I'll go out. You know, we'll go out. And have a wingman for Fez. Have you been at each other's homes? No. Nope. I went to I went to one of his previous boyfriend's houses. Apartments. No. Listen to them fuck. No, I didn't do that. What, who picks up the tab when you go out? Um, it's back and forth. I think I've picked it up more. Mm. So you, you have a nice friend that you go out with a lot. Yeah, and I enjoy that, but I still, this is where I worry about my mental state when I start getting jealous and there's no reason for me to get jealous. Well, here's the other thing, though, but you like him, like him. Yeah, yeah, I do. So that's the fucking problem. He's not a buddy, that's why you're going to be jealous. Yeah. You know, like if I was, if, if a girl was my friend and then she was saying she was going out with someone, Obviously, I wouldn't be upset, but if I liked a girl and it wasn't being like bring brought back to me, I'd have to start to think: Is this friendship, you know, driving me mad? Fez is firmly in; he's been friend zoned, but the other person doesn't realize it. Well, the other person does realize it. You yeah. know when someone likes you. You know what I mean? You know when someone likes you that way. So you eat dinner with him, and then he goes out on a date. Yeah, or you know, brings the date with him. Oh, he brought brought a date with him. Oh yeah, that's where you know, I that's where I say they're dating. That's why you're third wheel. Yeah, then I become third wheel instantly. What's this other guy's name? Nick. You see any? Is there any pictures of Nick online? Um, I'd love to no, see. No, I don't even know his last name. Isn't Michael a little young for you? I like to see it with a nice old man, like an old man with a bad knack and a bad ticker, somebody that you can share meds with. Well, if we're doing, what is it, half plus seven? I don't know what you're talking about. To date somebody, to figure out their age? It's gay. It's already off the what's acceptable. So it's just Scott, outside of that. Scott, you're on the Running Fest show. 
Hey, Ron. I wanted to thank you. Uh, you replied to my email about things to do with my teenage daughters in New York. We had an absolute blast. Echo was amazing, and uh, Tortilla Flats reminded me of a place kind of at home. It was really fun. It felt very comfortable. I am so glad to hear you say that because I was wondering if they would like the Tortilla Flats. I, th- I thought they would like Beko because you guys were there with me that one night where you eat all the... They come around with the past, plant, pans of pasta. That was awesome. I thought that would be fun. And where did they do... Uh, you, you were worried about taking them shopping? Because, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, we're not super rich, but, right. you know, but uh, we actually tore up Fifth Avenue. There's some pretty good sales, and they they, had, they wanted to hang out there the whole time. And then uh, we actually, when we went down to Chelsea and the High Line, we found some old places, and they got knickknacks and stuff. And we had a, we honestly, we walked the entire city. Um, it was, the weather last week was perfect. And uh, they absolutely, well, I'll tell you this, three days in, they said, let's move here. So that's that's kind of the say that how good of a time we had. Well, I am so glad to hear that, man. I'm glad they had fun yeah. with. Um, and you know, I I agree with you. I think walking the city is the best possible way to explore the city. I know a lot of people like plan their day out. They want to hit this place and that place. But I think as long as you're just open to you know cruising around, it's basically when you road trip in New York City, you really want to do it on on your sneakers, you know. You want to yeah, have walking shoes on. And what was cool, they like my, you know, my teenage daughter, so they sleep in. Um, so I would get up early and just go cruise yeah. and uh, check it out. But, hey, I was thinking, um, listening to you guys talk before, <clears throat> I, I got in the car late, but Fez should take that guy kind of likes and just get that out of his head, but take him down to places like Chelsea and just, you know, just don't worry about the feelings for that because I go out with hot girls all the time and take them to lunch and stuff, and I just, that's how I get women um, because, you know, when you're seen with that, you've got more appealing. And I think Fez should, might be getting a little used by this guy, but, you know, I turn the tables and use make it a mutual, uh, beneficial, you know, relationship. Well, Fez, Fez didn't that. even tell us that he was doing all these uh, brunches and um, dinners with Michael and his friend Nick and instead of being kind of fun for you you're like seeing Nick being in the seat that you want to be in well I'll give you this example where I know I'm going down the obsessive trail yeah and I don't want to do that especially with any gay relationship because we've talked in here where you said just make a gay friend just anything and be satisfied with that well, I never said be satisfied. Which, I don't know. A lot of this stuff goes back years, too. Yeah. Uh, we got to go quick because um, we're sharing this uh, studio today. Make sure you tune over to hear our buddy Sam. Sam at 3 o'clock today. Sam Roberts. It's a good time to be a Roberts on the... Uh, it's not time for satellite yet, kid. Uh but go ahead, Fez, real quick. Just very quickly, I noticed myself doing little petty things when I first uh, when I first went out with the th- two of them. Because you're the third wheel. Yeah, where I was like throwing out things that I knew about Michael from hanging out with him. Like I know my, I know Michael better than you do, and I could I just caught myself and I went home disgusted. Of like trying to show up and weasel my way in when I shouldn't even be worried about it. What did what did they say? Well, no, my thing is this: if you're going to try to win Michael, then you got to win him. Mm-hmm. But this thing, you're just hanging on and watch him dating other guys, and it's driving you crazy. Yeah. That... Why don't you make the run at Michael? Have you said? Look, here's where it's at. 
I'm a man, okay? And you're a man. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> Hooking up. What do you say, Big Mike? God, that's got to be the strangest thing in the world, huh? That just sounded strange. I yeah. was trying to picture me saying that. But um, but you've never told him how you feel. No, I've never said that. No, because I didn't want it to ruin the the relationship that I do have by being the Can uh, I jealous you psycho. Yeah, but you can't steal second with one foot on first. If this is what you want to go for, go for it. Because you're not being you're not having fun being friends with him. But you really wanted something more, right? Yeah. So why? What good does the friend zone do you? You know what I mean? Why not be friends with a fucking ugly gay dude? Some freak show. Yeah. Somebody like yourself. Yeah. If there's All a right. If there's a gay version of Fez. But you know what? I I mean, if I really liked a girl, I would have a hard time hanging out with her and watching her date other dudes. I'd have to say this isn't healthy for me. It would kill. You. It's yeah. killing you. It would. It, yeah, it would kill. <laughs> that would kill me. I'm trying to do it like you're well, trying it's to the only gay friend I have, so I don't want to mess that up. But what you're trying to do is to stop digging someone that you dig. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, you know, I mean, this whole thing about, you know, not going against your nature, that seems to be against your nature. You know, to, like, you now want to lie to yourself, like, okay, you two. I mean, the fact, like, he doesn't come pick you up and then you guys go meet Nick for lunch. He's bringing someone to brunch with you. Yeah, they show up together. And then they leave together. They yeah. have to have a great time. And you're their fucking charity brunch. Oh God! Like, hey, I didn't realize it was that bad. Well, I mean, they that's came what's happening together. Yeah. You know? Sometimes, um, you know, me and my chick will go see the old lady across the thing, the street, and see if she needs anything from the grocery store. Thanks for the mimosas, Fez. We gotta go. We gotta go. Um, we're gonna go put our penises in each other. <laughs> it's gonna be great, and you're not invited. I mean, Polly tried to point this out to you today. I don't remember Polly Shore trying to bring this up. Well, you were being uh, like the the fez of this. Like Polly and I were talking, and then you would come in at the end, like at the fez. That's why I'm worrying it happens at the thing. Uh, we got to get going. Do you have a brunch date for this weekend, Fez? No, I don't. Someone's trying to bring a third party into this relationship. <laughs> we got to get going. Uh, head on over to the ONA channel. Check out our buddy Sam. We'll see you guys later. Have a great weekend. Great job today on Road Trip. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite on. Satellite's gone. Way up to Mars Soon it'll be filled With park and cars I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV
Drive me out. 